Welcome to Do the Right Film. My name's Thomas. My name is uh, Steve. And I'm Harvey. Yeah, welcome back, everyone. Big week. We got a big week. Want to know why? It's officially spring. Oh, uh, uh, just kidding. I thought you were going to talk spring? about Yeah, it's been spring for like it's last been summer, summer, isn't it? No, it's not summer. Nah, Summer's nah, nah, next. Come week. on, man. Let me hold on to this. So, uh, didn't think, summer solstice already happen or whatever? That's the spring solstice, isn't it? Are you sure? Man, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I don't know. So why I, I think the summer, <laughs> I think the spring solstice is every time the Avengers comes out. So this week we're going to be talking about Avengers. Is that what marks the season? Endgame. Yeah, like Christmas doesn't start till Star Wars. Or right. No, uh, that's actually a fact. It's a terrible fact. So we're coming at you with a review of Avengers Endgame. Uh, highly anticipated. <laughs> highly anticipated. Uh, I'm talking people giving death threats on Facebook saying, if you spoil this, I'll kill your whole family kind of shit, right? The fuck? What What Facebook groups are you involved with? Not a group. It's people I know, man. I saw articles and we got beat up in China for spoiling it. <laughs> Shit's rough out here, bro. We're so fucking dumb. <laughs> Anyways, I get it, man. Three hours, but like someone tells you what happens in the end, that'd be annoying as fuck. All right. It, like, come on. Come on, nah, it's man. just. Uh, I wouldn't be that annoyed. Actually, it's a principle, man. It's a principle. I'll be annoyed. I'll be like, all right, cool. I'm still watching. It's a principle, man. It's just like you, you know, the teachings of Gandhi and Jesus—they're not working. They're not working. So, I mean, I guess the best you can do is when when someone does wrong, it's not eye for an eye; it's eye for everything. Okay. Right. All right. Great. So, uh, Marvel Avengers Ten: The Review is coming to you. Later. Is it the 10th one? I don't fucking know, man. I'm just so tired. So, we'll also uh, be discussing uh, those movies in general later on in the uh, the episode. Essentially, this being somewhat of a, a stake in the ground for, for the Avengers franchise, uh, it's kind of unclear where they're going or if they're just going to keep milking the cash cow. Or, or what's going to happen, you know, after this, right? How are they going to keep people coming back? Is, right. Are they just going to hold on to characters? Yada, yada, yada. So we'll get into that. Uh, yeah, how how was everyone's week uh, otherwise besides seeing Avengers? Because that took up most of your week. That it's literally took movie. up half my week. So the rest of it was trying to fit in time for sleeping. And uh, as you can tell, there's craziness happening all around us. Uh yeah, no, that t- took up half my week, and then I had to make time for sleeping, and then, you know, shooting and working and doing all that fun shit. I'm trying to think if there's any highlights. I had ramen the other day, which was pretty good. Yes, we 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 all had ramen. Oh, you guys were there? Yeah, we oh, were there. Cool. Uh, I got a new book, so that's like a highlight and a half. And that's it, really. That's my week, in a nutshell. Interesting. Yeah. Harvey, how was your uh, how was your week? Your half of a fortnight um it's been okay i've been applying to jobs and um interviewing at new places stuff like that um avengers actually did take up a lot of my time because i bought the ticket a long time ago because uh it's been sold out forever and um i forgot which day i bought it so i went to the theater on the wrong day and i was just chilling out (laughs) for a long time (laughs) like in kips bay I was like, that's a not a great place to go. Uh, went for no reason. Well, yeah, it's an it's a fairly inconvenient place to go for no reason. Um, turns well, I happen to like Kips Bay though, so it wasn't 
a terrible time. Then I realized that like five minutes before the movie started that my ticket was actually for the next day. So I just uh, ended up getting some food and then went home. You should have went just checked into a, another movie. I thought about that, but the only thing... Nothing good playing? Yeah, because Avengers taking up every Dude, every, every theater. fucking theater, man. Yeah, it's so, crazy. Uh, the only thing that I could possibly see was... Uh, Avengers. No, uh, fucking... La Llorona. Oh, oh no. man, yeah, you should watch it. Yeah, yeah. someone's got to do it, man. Come I was on. going to, but then um, do your service. Yeah, I, I decided against it. Do the Lord's since work. Since uh, a white woman is playing a woman named Anna Garcia. Oh, uh, there's a there's uh, a story in mind that I was reading up on the forums. Uh, is there? On on uh, this is a really big thing uh, because it's part of the Conjuring universe. So uh, okay, yeah, I didn't know that either. But in really small font on the top of the poster, it says from the producers of the Conjuring universe. And I guess it's a part of it somehow. There's like a link. Uh, yeah, there's a story reason why she, her name is Garcia. Her husband is the Garcia. And, you know, that's, that's fine. That's, either, either way. So, so would you watch it now? No. Oh. <laughs> no. I mean, nah. would you watch it because it's a part of the Conjuring universe and you want to keep up because it might have like an end game event keep in like up. the next five no. years? I mean, I was trying to keep up. I fucked up a long time ago. I haven't seen any of those movies. I've I'm, seen like the first two Conjurings and I saw the Nun. I saw the first one. And I saw Annabelle, the Nun. That's about it. Uh, the thing is, I really want to know why this is a universe and what the fuck they're going to do for their big finale. I just don't get it. Like, I don't understand what this whole thing is. I don't think they... Is there a plan? Or I don't is think it just they like, have a plan. I don't think they really care much to have one. I think it's just that... So it's a it's shotgun a, approach. It's a big marketing strategy to keep people interested, and I think that it probably builds some. Uh, some hype. It establishes interest for a movie before the movie even comes out. Because if you're like, this is a part of Conjuring Universe, I don't. Mouth I don't. Are like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Let's watch it. I just don't think they're that successful, though, right? I mean, like, what are these movies making? It's probably more successful than if they had ended, released yeah. independently. I think but I think they're doing the approach of the Cloverfield thing where they just grab ideas and then just say it's a part of this universe and tie it through like narratively, like yeah. in a small way. Like it's like, oh, you see that that extra in the background? Like that's he's, the doctor from, in the first movie. He, <laughs> like, he's like, he's oh. from uh, the Doll Three, and at the very end of the Doll Three, there's a, uh, a cliffhanger with him in it. I watched, yeah, yeah. I watched uh, a breakdown of all these because because I was always, I'm extremely fascinated by all this shit, and I watched like a breakdown of like Marvel and Conjuring. Like how they're all connected. Marvel's obvious. There's obvious ones, but I was just curious. Like, yeah. like shit, I probably missed because I I missed a couple of those movies. Like Thor, I only watched Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. it's the only one you need to watch. I, I I didn't see the second Avengers. I don't know if that was good. So I'll I'm tell probably you, the worst I'll, person to watch all these because <laughs> I'll tell a lot you about the second Avengers when we get there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I thought about seeing that, but then I didn't. For obvious reasons, I think. So you just went with some grub. Yeah. Admitted your failures yeah. and went home. What did you I got eat? A, I ate Chipotle. For some reason, I thought you were going to go to this nice, nice, quaint like restaurant, you know, low Chipotle light. Chipotle can be quaint. They got nice lighting in there and shit. They got uh, nice industrial uh, <laughs> interior design. <laughs> it is kind of industrial. And they play, and they play radio who thought was that? Who thought that was a good idea? I think it's a good idea. It feels sterile. It feels like it's clean, clean? at least. Yeah, I like I don't think my hand on stainless sick. steel. <laughs> you should have went to Sticky's Finger Joint, man. Out there. Stickies is, Stickies is decent, but... Stickies can be a rip off. If you don't sometimes. know what Stickies is, you're missing out. Stickies is. Uh, they got a lot of good sauces. Yeah, and stuff. they really do. Too many sauces to choose from. Man. Yeah. Speaking of, I kind of want some wings. What the fuck are we doing right now, Tom? How All was right. your week? My week was good. Uh, what did I do? 
I didn't do much to be honest. I did. I played. I started playing Final Fantasy X again. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah, and I'm sure everyone in my field of view is aware of it because it's you know I'm just talking about all this nostalgia that I used to. I'm not a big big uh, JRPG kind of guy or a None Final Fantasy, true. so I was just very curious. And uh, I, I watched you play maybe uh, five minutes, and it's pretty impressive. Steve's lying. He's geeking the fuck out over that game uh, with me. Nah, fam. But yeah, I'm just reliving those those moments, and uh, yeah, we went we went out and had a nice little day out, which I haven't done in a while. I took the camera, took some shots, and uh, got some nice ones of Steve that he's going to use for his Tinder profile. Oh uh, no, I saw those photos, and I'm not going to be well, using they're them. They're stills from a video, so can you put a video on Tinder? Yeah, I think you can. Should I put like a like um like interviewing or like yeah, make just a get a little profile piece on myself. Can we do that? Can you be swimming in matches? All right. That'd be so good. Can't say that that. my week is notable, though. Um, Pretty boring. Uh, We did film a video, which should be coming out, uh, I hope, tomorrow, maybe. But by the time this comes out, it'll probably be yesterday, if that makes any sense. Uh, so so actually thing. yeah i think i'm gonna put it out before the, the actual podcast so yeah if you're listening to this head on over to our youtube channel uh we have a new streaming video so we picked out uh four movies you could stream right now i think they were on amazon and hulu this time uh, but if you have amazon prime first of all if you have amazon prime and you don't use amazon like prime video you're really selling yourself short like if you're just using it for getting stuff shipped for free it's not you're not you're not even close to the full potential uh but yeah check that out youtube.com uh, slash do the right film or just search our channel but yeah without further ado why don't we uh why don't we talk about uh some movies some films what do you guys think okay i think harvey lost the game reluctantly to me he's on he owes a couple movies oh yeah that was my second time um Losing in a row. I think we should have a rule like, um, so like when we play Super Smash Bros. and someone wins too much when they're too good, in this case, you're just too bad because you keep losing. <laughs> uh, they after three wins, they go back to the back of the line to let other people play. Should come up with something with that. Or, I so, don't how know. does this? How does that translate? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I, you lost me when you start talking about wins and loses. I'll, I'll I'm not so. sure how it translates. If you if you lose three times in a row, uh, maybe you so, automatically you, win. Yeah, you're so mis you're so misfortunate that you get to pick a movie, and you get to pick whoever loses. You'd be like, all right, I want Steve to watch this, or I want Shoma to watch that. Yeah, I think that's a. I'm down with I it. I mean, I mean, I think if you if you. On your third loss, right? If you lose again this mm-hmm. week, I mean... You- yeah, I'll probably feel more strongly about the idea if I lose again. Um, well, <laughs> just so we're being clear, I didn't uh, I didn't watch your movie, Thomas. God damn. You catching up? Did you watch Steve's movie? I did watch Steve's movie. All right, well, um, I guess we're, we're a week behind. I, I, didn't, I didn't forget to watch your movie. I just decided not to do it, if that makes you feel better. Well, it um, doesn't make me feel better unless you have a good reason. Well, yeah, I've been... Uh, Applying to jobs, interviewing for jobs, and I went to the movies accidentally and kicked space. Don't, so. don't you pull that sympathy shit on me, goddamn! I mean, yeah. Steve assigned me. Everybody wants some. Oh, I completely forgot that I signed that movie. Yeah, it's a Richard Linklater movie. Came out in 2016. Do you like him? Yeah, I like Linklater. Like as a person. 
I don't know him as a person. Oh. As a filmmaker, I quite like him, though. <laughs> um, the tagline is, here for a good time, not a long time. I don't know why, but I was thinking something else more vile. More I'm vile? I'm not going to say it. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you could have been thinking. Yeah, you um, This is a comedy that follows a group of friends as they navigate their way through the freedoms and responsibilities of unsupervised adulthood. It stars uh, Blake Jenner, Zoe Dutch, Ryan Guzman, uh, Tyler Hoechlin. Um, not many people that I recognize, if I'm honest, except for uh, Riot, Wyatt Russell, the uh, son of Kurt Russell. He's actually probably my favorite character in this movie, too. And uh, he he's sort of involved in a pretty interesting twist, too, that I think uh, makes this movie even more interesting. Um, but anyway, this movie is about... A, it, it sort of uh, it sort of uh, follows this character Jake Bradford, who's played by Blake Jenner. He, it starts his first day of college. He is a baseball player, and he's moving in to his uh, to his uh, freshman. Well, it's not necessarily a dorm, but it's a uh, baseball house. He's on the baseball team, and the the baseball team lives in two houses on this block uh, outside of. Uh, the college campus. They don't really live on dorm in a dorm on campus because there's overcrowding and um, the houses were donated by the city to uh, house student athletes. So it's a bunch of unsupervised <clears throat> baseball players in these two houses. And it's set in 1980, um, which, which makes this also very, um, very interesting. Um, Jake is a pitcher and he, is fairly different from uh from the rest of his baseball teammates. They're all very um I, I suppose the, the term could be broy if I'm honest. They're they're the jocks and um they're all used to being sort of the shit because I don't know, I suppose if you know anything about uh collegiate sports, typically the teams are made up of everyone on the team is the best where they come from. So they're all sort of used to being sort of the most important person at their school and the most important person in their social circles. So you have like a team full of guys that are like that. And it sort of brings out some pretty, some pretty wild behaviors and wild personalities from all of them. Um, but um, I suppose the first thing that I think about this movie, it's, it, it's for the most part, it's sort of plotless. And uh, I think it's sort of like uh, Linklater's other films in that in that respect, like the Before series. There's there's not a lot that it leads to, and uh, there's not really an established plot or anything. But the movie does maintain its uh, it does maintain its like allure and its appeal throughout the film somehow. Um, it's very smart, and it like deconstructs. I think like the mentality and the experience of 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 young adulthood um we see these characters just party for half the movie they go from bar to bar and from party to party trying to pick up trying to pick up college girls they argue with each other they compete with each other um it it follows their day-to-day life and um it's sort of instead of instead of having a a concrete plot for the most part it sort of highlights the differences in these people uh which i think inevitably uh sort of leads to the people that they 
will eventually become in adulthood. And um, there's this one interesting, this one interesting moment. There's a lot of interesting moments, but there's one one in particular where this this guy he's like a senior, and he's sort of like one of the smarter ones on the baseball team, and he's talking to the younger. To the white Russell's character. No, no, not him. Which one was that one? I think uh, I'm trying to remember. I think he was. uh, I'm not sure which one he was, if I'm honest. But he was very smart, and he was very. uh, He's like the wittier one, Mm -hmm. and he's like a senior. He's explaining to a younger. A teammate how to make a drink like a proper like a proper cocktail yeah. and the teammate's like i just want to i just want to drink i just want to <laughs> get drunk i don't want to make a drink and um i know there's a lot of there's a lot of moments like that and a lot of subtle a lot of subtle dialogue which Linklater is very good at it i think that it does a very good job of highlighting the differences in these people and the differences in their character and it's like a sort of like a microcosm of uh of the people that you'll eventually meet in your life and people that make up society. And I think it does a really good job of like differentiating each, each character. Um, Cause these are young men that are becoming the men that they will be for the rest of their lives. And um, you can sort of see what sticks out and what's interesting about each one of them. And they're sort of learning their place within this team, but it also is sort of a, um, it sort of also equates to figuring out where they fit into life in a larger degree. Um, like their first pa- uh, practice, which takes place like pretty much in the third act of this movie. Like they don't ever play baseball except for one time during a practice at the end of the movie. Or which I end. loved. Yeah. Which, because I, I thought yeah, the movie would have been like, like a about majority baseball. of that. It's not but about no, baseball. It's not. It's they not talk about baseball a lot, but they That's don't their play identity. baseball. Yeah. Um, yeah. That also works quite well with uh, like establishing who these characters are because for the most part they're not they're very deep and like rich characters but their characters are one-dimensional because they're young all they know is baseball so they talk a lot about baseball but it 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 doesn't feel like they're empty to any degree so they don't play baseball until the third third act or so And, and you can sort of see like when that hierarchy like comes into place and they sort of learn who they are and where they'll be for the rest of their lives. Like the, um, like that crazy pitcher guy, he, um, like throws that, he says he throws 95 miles an hour yeah. and he's just talking shit the entire movie and they can finally see him pitch. Yeah. And then the fucking dude just hits a home run off of him. And then he sort of like realizes, Oh, this is where my place is in this team. And this is, this is like the sort of, yeah. this is who fish, I am as yeah. a, as a man too. Like he like realizes like, like, yeah. Oh, like I'm below that guy. Like, yeah, exactly. He, yeah. They, these are all people kind of coming into their own or realizing. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very, uh, unique movie, even though Linklater does this a lot. I think that I was, um, thrown off a bit because the, the Amazon score, it was like a three out of five, which I mean, this, Amazon ratings are always pretty shitty, and they're all, they're always very off. I'll um, look up the letterbox score later. Yeah, they're always very off, in my opinion. But I can understand why um, it, it it is that way. I think people would expect some sort of raunchy, outlandish comedy with some sort of plot or or sort some sort of stakes. There there are no stakes in this for the most part. You just you it's a character study, but to a much broader degree. You get to see and uh 
and observe the development of a ton ton of different characters in their adolescence, which is very interesting. Um, it has a lot of great moments. I think that if you are looking for a comedy, it definitely works. Um, but there's also this, there's also this deep richness beneath even the comedy. Um, the ping pong scene is great. It's like very funny. And you see that, like the senior get like really pissed off and like break the ping pong paddle. Yeah. And it's funny, but beneath that, like this dude's going to have problems. Yeah. Later in his life. Yeah. You could see that's like, the thing. That's the one thing yeah. I like about this film. Yeah. These characters yeah. are super deep. And, you know, I think that's why he disguised that he, it's a guy's like, he really made it seem like it was going to be this, like, like, I think maybe it's like a commentary on like some of these like teen comedies that come out. Yeah. They're yeah. very shallow and try to, try to talk about or try to have like a, you know, speak on like a deeper subject matter about like coming of age and all these ideas. And he actually just kind of, with this movie, he breaks it down and breaks down like the idea of like toxic, you know, masculinity and like, yeah, he, yeah. Like, it, it, I mean, he, had, this has layers. Yeah. I, yeah. I wanted to talk about a little bit of that too. I saw some reviews on Letterboxd actually too, about that, that were very strange in it. It, it claims that this sort of supports or perpetuates that sort of masculinity. I, I disagree entirely. Um, I think this deconstructs it and it, it, it gives it a, an under, like a deeper, um, I think it provides like a deeper understanding to where that comes from and, and how those people come to be, how sort of like the personalities develop, um, yeah. from their adolescence and how they um, so can sort of thrive into later into, into adulthood. If, if, if anything, I would say to those people, uh, like, go back and rewatch, like, early aughts or, like, early 90s teen comedies, like American Pie. That shit does not hold up. There's, like, a lot of problematic shit that they encourage and a lot of, like, fucking... It's weird, dude. Like, watching it now and you watch that shit, you're like, whoa, like... Like, this is fuck. They, this would never. This would never work. in like, where we're at now. So go back, watch those, and then rewatch this, yeah. and then you understand what he's trying to do. Yeah, I, I think he, the biggest problem with shit like that is yeah, it just doesn't say anything either. It says nothing about like a real human experience or a condition. It it's just uh, silly, f- ridiculous shit for the sake of. And I think this is this one. This movie provides so much more than that, and. Um, I think the it it does a lot of it with um I don't know with a a lot of subtlety and a lot of uh, a lot of care and respect for like that age and for for the characters involved. Um, I I'd give it a four out of five. I think that um yeah I don't know I it's it's difficult to say that I could recommend this for everybody, but I think that. I, I would hope that people could see this and uh, appreciate it for what it is. Um, it, it it is a pretty good movie, and um, and I had a lot of fun watching it. But it also provides something much more than just that. A good time. Yeah, a raunchy uh, like teen college movie. It, it's much more than that. Um, y'all want me to keep going, or do you want to switch it up? Sure. You got more. You got to get. I'll watch one more movie. Fire it out. All right. Um, This one is a... This one's a deep cut. I watched a movie called uh, Kylie Blues. It's directed by Be Gone. Um, Came out in 2015. Uh, This is Be Gone's uh, 
feature debut, I, I believe. Um, he's a Chinese director, and uh, I believe he shot this on a 5D. Um, this is a uh, courtesy of a uh, Criterion channel, by the way. Um, in the subtropical province of Gaizhou, Chin Sheng embarks on a journey to find his nephew. So, um, this movie, holy shit. It, uh, it follows a doctor called Chen. He, uh, he lives in a, on a little tropical or subtropical, uh, town or province called Kylie. I hope that I'm pronouncing it right. I'm not entirely sure if I'm honest. How do you spell it? K-A-I-L-I. Um, but, uh, yeah, he lives on the, on in this little province and he's a, a doctor. He works in this little shitty med- medical clinic with a uh, older woman. She's very lonely and he is also sort of lonely. He has a brother and a nephew, but his brother and he don't very, get along very well. So his nephew is sort of like the only person in his life that he really cares about or has some sort of deep connection with other than his uh his doctor and his 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 doctor associate in the clinic um but uh anyway this movie looks good like the the cinematography looks good it it, it yeah i mean i'm looking I, at the trailer yeah. so i don't know but I, i'll get that in a second um his brother is um sort of lazy uh a lazy piece of shit for the most part and he's he's not a very good brother he's not a very good family member and he and from the interactions that we do get between him and his son, he's not a very good father. Uh, Chen wants his brother to give him custody of the kid. He believes that he can be a better, better father. And he also made a promise to their mother that he would look after the two of them and help his brother raise that kid. Um, but eventually, um, his brother actually sends the kid away. He sends him to uh, another province and um and and Chen believes that he's actually sold the kid and so Chen um goes out on an adventure goes out on into the countryside to to find out his to find his young nephew and um he travels in all sorts of different uh on s- sort of different uh, ways he 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 takes trains and trucks and uh boats and um we get a lot of uh snippets in between in between uh like the the travels about his time in prison and uh sort of the family troubles that he's had in the past we find out a lot more about his character and sort of his history and this movie is edited in a way that uh that all of this information all the the present and past and the future are sort of blended together so it's this mesh of uh information and it's up to you to sort of sort it out but uh, I think for the most part, especially in the first half of the film, it does a good job of sort of uh, establishing those uh, those uh, timelines and um, keeping you, uh, I don't know, keeping you in, in the groove without confusing you too much. Um, but uh, a significant chunk of the movie happens while he's on this journey. He, he goes into the countryside and uh, stumbles upon this little village. And while he's in this village, the movie becomes even more dreamlike and uh, fantastic than it 
than it is in the in in the earlier in the earlier uh, acts, and he encounters characters that sort of remind him or they sort of remind him of people that he's known in the past, and it there's it sort of blurs this line between are these characters that remind him of his past or are they actual people from his past that he's running to uh, running into again, but he's ha- he's even having difficulty acknowledging that distinction because it it just it's very dreamlike it feels like a Mirakami uh book if i'm honest this is one of the closer things that i've uh than i've ever that i've ever seen you pick you piqued my interest it, it yeah it's a uh, it's shot in a way that's especially when once he gets to this village there's like a fucking 30 minute uh one shot take while he's in this village, like it's all one take and it's fucking incredible. Um, he's like trying to find a way to cross this river and he interacts with all these characters. He meets these people and he develops relationships within, within this time frame, And it's like all one shot and it's really fucking impressive. Um, like the audacity of this dude to do this and on his first feature, it's crazy. It was like with the five, the like the autofocus, you can tell it's, it's, it's still on. And it's like, it's like trying to autofocus and it's like, it got that weird, like tilt, uh, effect going on. It's, um, it's really ballsy. And, um, I just ate it up if I'm honest. I don't think that I should, uh, talk much more about that aspect of the movie because I think that seeing it is, uh, something special. And, um, I, I enjoyed it a lot. It is, it's a really beautiful movie though. It, it's very dreamlike and, um, the colors are so beautiful and vivid. Like the the shots that we get while he's in uh, Kylie are amazing. It's like very wet because it's like this subtropical zone and it's raining the entire time. And um, you get like beautiful, lush shots of the, the forest and the, like the green surrounding the village and just water everywhere. It's it's very pretty. Um, it it's like um, it's also shot in a way that there's also there's always something like in the background or something in the corner of your eye that's just like interesting or weird and it feels like a dream like you know like i don't know if you're dreaming and there's always something like there's something off and there's something off in the background that's how, that's how it's, you know it's like, like out it's of focus. like not real you know there's like two there's like two things happening at once at always at the same time and like you have like the main action that's happening in the in the foreground, but in the background, there's also something like, wait, what the fuck is happening? And it, it, it just feels like a dream, this entire thing. And it, it, it reminds me a lot of a Mirakami book. And, um, yeah, you piqued my interest. I mean, everything you're saying sounds super intriguing. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not sure what else I can say about this movie, but, um, I highly recommend y'all watch it. Watch. Highly. Um, I give it a four out of five. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, I, was, I was thinking five out of five. I was waiting for the the, the kicker, the selling point. This is just too. Uh, I'll just say it's just too amateur and ambitious. I mean, to be quite a five star. No, it. Probably. I mean, for for a first feature film, it is very, very good, and it is incredibly ambitious. But it is his first, and I think there are mistakes, or at least oversights. Um, although I don't know, maybe I just need to watch it again. I think that it, it does get confusing towards the end. He sort of favors, uh, 
imagery and um he, he favors imagery over dialogue for explaining explaining the story and um and the plot however i think that that can get confusing ultimately um there's also a lot that we a lot that we get from poetry that's um voiced over um i believe the main character does it and he, he he's reading these poems and it sort of adds this extra layer of imagery and uh context for the experiences that he's having but i think um while that is very beautiful i think that it it doesn't provide any sort of supplement for the like the missing dialogue or for the lack of dialogue or the lack of um the lack of clear um direction i think that the imagery alone doesn't really provide a clear enough um journey through this story and through this plot at times and um I think that it it could easily get very confusing in the second and third act. And uh yeah, I think that the that um very long one take is super impressive, but um there are some things that sort of lack in that uh cinematography cinematography for me. Mm, okay. It um it does feel like you're watching a YouTube video at some moments, but it is it is nonetheless impressive. Interesting. Um, I need to, I need to see this. I'm just curious now. Yeah. Um. I I like it a lot. I love I, the poster. Yeah. It's a. <laughs> in, in spite of that, I think it's very good. I don't think it's a perfect movie, but it is. It's something special for sure. I'm really interested to see what else he does. Um. Cool. Anything yeah. else? No, that's it for me. Go. Cool. Go. Cool. Tom, do you want to go? Or you want me to jump in? Oh, we can switch it up. I feel like I always go last, so. Right, yeah, go. Do you have anything? Let's go now, real about? quick. I got one quick, quick little movie to talk about. Make it snappy. Um, so, poking around on Netflix looking for something to watch. Uh, I saw The Dirt, which is a movie about Motley Crue. You guys familiar with this? Unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> you know what? Real quick, can you say something about Netflix? Man, I just don't like the way their movies look. Like I feel like whatever camera I don't know what the fuck they use. It just I never liked the way they look. If that makes sense, uh, I think it's. Is this a movie or a documentary? It's a movie. It's a it's movie a, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, heard about this. I get what you're saying, Steve. It's a certain it's style. Like, I think it's like I don't know if it's the. It just looks like it's like it's made. Not made, it looks like it's better than made for TV, but it just doesn't look like there's any character in terms of like. The director's own style. You know, when you watch like a certain director's film, you're like, oh, they're, they're even if they're not even well known, or if like even you know, if you know like what discovering it might be, themselves, and even if they're like a first time director, like all their movies kind of just look like have the same template. Like Netflix is like, oh, here you go. <laughs> you're talking like cinematography, right? Yeah, I'm talking about cinematography, and then overall, I wonder look if it's well. because they're on red cameras. I don't know. I anyway. personally don't think red cameras look good cinematically. Um, because I've never, I'm never, they're personal. very saturated and they have, they, they don't have the creamy, smooth, like silver screen skin tones that an Ari Alexa would have. So I think that a lot of their movies do look like this. So I wonder if a lot of them are actually shot on a, I can look that up while you talk about the movie. Yeah. All right. Well, real quick, I'm on the highway, man. Let me see if he'll tell me what, what they hey, shot that with. I rewatched something. Could I, 
say it real Dude, quick. Dude, yeah. Red we- Look, Highwaymen, Red Weapon 8. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. It's uh, Marvel-related, but I rewatched uh, Blade and... Um... <laughs> you know, you're really Blade from the up. MCU. <laughs> you're really catching up, aren't you? <laughs> fucking going back to his learning... Uh, fucking going way back, man. It's uh, it's super simplistic, and it's... Uh, it holds up, right? It's very 90s, but it does hold up, if right? I'm honest. I liked it a lot. Blade, there's something Blade about cool Blade and Blade 2. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it, man. Blade Trinity... I don't, you know, I'm a big, I'm not a big fan, but it's something to appreciate. You have to appreciate those. It, it, it took I'm some interested chances. to see if it, it holds it took up. some chances. I'll have to. Didn't have he, to oh, Guillermo del Toro? Didn't he shoot Blade Two? I have no idea. I feel but like I, he did. I feel like that's like one weird spin, like thing he ended. Blade up doing. was like super dark and it was really weird. And I think that uh, I think the fighting was very good. I think that has to do with Wesley Snipes. Yeah, actually Guillermo being del able Toro to did Blade Two. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd I'd like to see like Marvel actually do something in that vein again, something very TV dark show? and uh, well, no, not even a TV show. I want to see a feature like a dark ass, like gruesome feature that's that's not afraid to be super weird. It's like a there's also like this uh, all these um, like uh, Japanese uh, uh, style references beneath it too. Um, he he's he's sort of like a like a samurai to a degree and yeah that's all I wanted to say. Blade is cool. Holds up. Cool. All right, so I watched the dirt. Uh, this is a Netflix movie about Molly Crew. Can't say that I was ever like a huge fan of Molly Crew because right. Van Halen is superior. Uh, don't you disagree with me? Um, Jeff Tremaine directed this. Uh, he yeah. I mean, he's behind, like, he's a producer on, like, the Jackass movies. Like, all of them, you know? Uh, he also did a documentary. Um, he was involved in a documentary called Molly Crew, The End. Not sure what that is. I think people are over-romanticizing Molly Crew right now. Jesus Christ. Uh, interesting. Um, That's weird, because if you go anywhere, like, I think there's a few songs a lot of people know in different demographics, like... Everyone knows what a Journey song is. Everyone knows what a Van Halen song is. I don't think people know. I don't think like there's a huge demographic that sits in like, oh, that's Motley Crue. Like even like anyone in any kind of circle, I think like like would no, recognize. No, you're bands. right. I mean, they lived in the shadows of a lot of bands, and they they kind of I think they go into it a little bit. But all right, so the starring uh, Douglas Booth. This is the the four band members: Douglas Booth uh, as Nikki Six. Uh, Iwan Rollin as McMars, Daniel Weber as Vince Neil, and Machine Gun Kelly as Tommy Lee. Col- Colson Baker, also known as Colson Baker. Why is he acting so much lately? Dude, he's killing the Netflix game. He's all over Netflix, dude. Everyone was like, oh, she's in Bird Box. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's he's in 40 other Netflix movies at this point. Do you think he realized he that his bright? career wasn't going? Like, it's just there was like a stagnation, so he's like, yeah, I might as well just switch that, to acting. He was in that one movie we just saw, the yeah, Alien movie. Captive State. Yeah. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, and he was in Bird Box, Dude, which is the same movie. Is he coming up? Is he going to be like the next Rock? He's the next Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> Man. All right. Uh, so it's the story of how Molly Crew came to be one of the most notorious rock and roll groups in history. I wouldn't go that far. Um, so the closest thing in memory to compare this to is uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, 
um, which is a movie that I did not like. I saw one like Best Picture at the Golden Globes or whatever, not at the Oscars. But um, I think we talked about uh, Bohemian Rhapsody being like confused as if it didn't know what the fuck it wanted to be. It didn't know if it wanted to be a Freddie Mercury biopic or a Queen biopic. Was that your thoughts too, Harvey? I think. Um, I feel like that's what yeah. you said. Um, yeah, I mean, I agreed with you there. I mean, that movie was just like you felt nothing for the band, right? And like. It but was you, like it was very. I, th- I think it was very informative, and I think it hit certain notes because, like, it was playing very safe in terms of like filmmaking and it, storytelling. I feel like it's not very informative because I don't know shit about the band. I know a little bit more about Freddie Mercury. Yeah, but like, they but made that's it, what I'm saying. It's like a yeah. like it's a it's it's informative. Like it gives you some context or ideas of who they were. Yeah, if you didn't know, they also just kind of they they totally like mislead you in the end too, right? Um, I forgot the ending, man. I mean, Sorry. they kind they kind of make it seem well, like let's go get the sequel. So oh we'll yeah, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? The sequel? Are you serious? Is that, a, is that a thing? Yeah, that's a thing. They're I want I want everyone executed in Hollywood. I want them all lined up in a death squad. <laughs> I'm like trying to figure out like what what else? What story? This is whatever. I mean, Jesus Christ! Can we just like? Also, I'm willing to just pay more taxes to give them money so that they just don't do stupid shit like this. Can we just up the taxes on Hollywood the tax. Dude, a hostage tax. Dude, <laughs> just don't make any more bullshit. Have my have my twenty bucks a month. Um, here's the deal, right? So this movie uh, kind of starts off uh, very simple biopic. Uh, it's it's following the formula, right? You got to have that music biopic. Question: right? Do they do this? Does at any point one of the characters starts breaks the fourth wall? Does anyone break the fourth wall in this yes. movie? Oh God. Yes, they do. They do. So predictable. Several times. Um, they break the fourth wall a lot, but it's actually part of the style of the movie at that point. But the weird thing about that is they don't do it consistently. They don't do it for like 45 minutes into the movie. Like it, They don't set you up for that style of movie, which is strange. Oh, just wait. They don't, I thought they would start with that. No. And just they, to set the tone? No, they never break the fourth wall until like later. That's we, That's yeah. the weirdest way of setting, like doing that. It is jarring, but... Um, Tabby, you disagree with me? They broke the fourth wall in the beginning? No, I think they set it up. There's a lot of narration that you can... Oh, you're right. There's voiceover and shit, but there's... There's a lot of voiceover but, narration that actually sets you up for the fourth wall. Really <clears throat> well, I'm saying it's just like... I don't know. I'd rather them just start breaking the fourth wall from the beginning, but it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Um, yeah, so... I think the movie focuses... I actually think it does something good that the the biopic, the Bohemian Rhapsody, did not do. I think it better juggles the band members and stuff, and I think it kind of, I think it tells a more simple story. I think it it gives you the information you need. But however, this could all be pinned on the fact that Molly Crew has a much simpler history than than Queen. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't know much about either bands to be honest with you, um, but. I think this one, uh, it it kind of dices you around with all four characters, and they evenly distribute the storytelling among the the four. And I think it works, except for one little thing. Um, I think one, I think most of the acting is bad in this movie. Um, I, you tell me, Machine Kelly's bad? Yeah, some I had heard some reviews in 
about this movie that kind of intrigued me on it, saying that, like, oh, yeah, he was, like, the f- most fun. I liked him out of, out of all the band members. I liked him the most. Uh, I He was the worst actor out of all of them. He was just... It was really bad. It was. It was. I'm c- confused as to why people thought so, and you could never quite shake uh, the fact that. Are it was you t- though? Well, I'm surprised that people said that. Yeah, like, are you? Because I mean, like, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody end up winning. Fucking like, dude. Right, but the people that I, I heard this from are people that I. I don't know. It's not that. It's not the Academy telling me this. That Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> Anyways, he was he was not good. I, I did not enjoy his performance. I've like seen Tommy Lee interviews. I've actually went to a free Motley Crue concert once, just yeah. randomly, <laughs> a long time ago. They did a free one on the street at some like music festival. Sounds uh, about right. Just like, I'm just <laughs> I'm just picturing this not because like I'm a, picturing like I feel like I feel like there's like. It's just like a like a very desolate street, and there's like stands here and there, and they they're on a really small stage. Like, hey guys, <laughs> like four claps, like fucking. <laughs> no, it was big. I mean, it was um, it was a, uh, it was like a little beer festival or something, or a wine festival down in Palm Beach. Uh, yeah, Machine Gun Kelly not doing it for me. But you know what I did not like about the movie is that. My favorite character, the one I thought was the best actor and the best performance, was Mick Mars' character, uh, or sorry, Iwin Ron's character, Mick Mars. He's the, the the bass player, I think, right? Yeah. Um, he was kind of like this old guy that came in. He's older than the rest of the band, and was like, "Yo, we're gonna make this shit happen." He started calling the shots. He kicked the guitar player out. Actually, I think he was a guitar player. Um, maybe not. I don't. I don't remember. But he he was like, you know what? I'm the old guy. We're gonna do this shit. And he kind of helped kickstart the band. And I think his acting was very very good. Uh, however, the rest of the band actually the rest of the band was was decent. I just did not like Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> uh, but the movie breaks the fourth wall, follows the the biopic formula. There's some like shock value things that happen. There's a lot of like heroin doing and like Ozzy Osbourne has a character in this for a brief moment he does some wild shit that you don't really I I wouldn't expect a typical biopic to do something this wild now I don't know if this is true um, but this is a very juvenile YouTube like video uh, boiled down version of what Molly Crew probably was there's a book called The Dirt as well that a lot of these stories might be in that I bet would be a lot, a lot of fun to read. I actually heard that was like a very popular book and a lot of, uh, had a ton of like anecdotes in it that were, that were very amusing, but this movie kind of makes them dumbed down and, and I don't know. I think it's an entertaining movie. I don't actually think you can go wrong. It's like junk food kind of. Um, I, I liked it more than Bohemian Rhapsody just cause it went by quick. It goes down smooth. Uh, like a glass of water. No, it's like a glass of like Nesquik or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Or like You seem like you're you're not like you're you're I mean I'm to. not gonna sit here and tell you it's the greatest movie I've saw all year. Yeah. But it wasn't unwatchable. It was entertaining. I mean, you had a good time, you had a good time. I had a decent time. Uh I had a lot of negatives and I had a uh some positives and 
I think if you're bored one day and you want to put on some junk food, you know, on Netflix, I think it's worth a worth a watch. I couldn't really give it anything more than like a high three. Yeah. For enjoyment. Um but yeah, I get what you're saying. Though. It looks like a Netflix movie. The it's cinematography, like it looks, yeah. It Not all Netflix movies do that. Um, it seems to be the lower budget ones that, that do it. But yeah, I don't know. Not a bad little flick. Bohemian Rhapsody could have learned a thing or two from a less significant, cheaper, sillier movie, I thought. What about you, Steve? I'm not going to watch it. I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah, I mean, you doesn't don't have seem to watch like it, it doesn't seem like it's for me. Doesn't it's seem fun, like it's though. not. Yeah, so it doesn't speak to me personally. David Lee Roth, which we we were playing him last night. I was or I was playing him, uh, <laughs> making everyone suffer. He he has the weirdest like appearance in it. I mean, not him actually, but like some guy playing him as a character. And it's just they like idolize David Lee Roth in the, in the movie. It's weird. Seems like a cool guy. You seen those splits, dude? David Lee Roth's Joe Rogan interview from like a month ago. Absolutely bonkers. I need to watch it. It's, he's insane. His hair is short. He's talking about crazy stuff. All right. What'd you is watch? That, is, that, is that the fate of old, like most old famous white dudes? Like there's two yeah, paths they can take and they might just end up <laughs> OD? talking about fucking conspiracies and just like some wild shit. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. What'd you watch, Steve? I watch, uh, I have four movies. I actually have five movies. God damn, Steve. What happened? Oh, I was just watching movies this week. But I'll let you guys choose which one because I only want to talk about one. Or wow. there's only one I'll talk about. So well, I'll let I saw you, guys you, choose. Uh, you rewatched Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, I rewatched that. I don't really care to hear about that. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that at all. Uh, I watched Cry Baby for the first time, Johnny Depp film. Uh, Guava Island, uh, Someone Great. It's a Netflix rom-com. And then, <laughs> I saw uh, parts of that. <laughs> and then I watched this random-ass movie on HBO called uh, A Walk in the Clouds with Keanu Reeves. I was so intrigued because I'm like, this. Is, it came out in like 1995, and I'm like, what is, what's Keanu doing? I don't think I've seen that. It's yeah, it's a romantic film. It's uh, I don't know. I'm on a rom com kick this week. I don't know if you guys noticed. Uh, I could talk a little bit of Guava Island just because uh, I think it was it was the one that I wanted to see. The others were just kind of like, oh, you know, I just threw on. But is it even a movie, man? I mean, come on, we gotta we gotta we gotta put a, a line in the sand somewhere, right? What? 55 minutes runtime or whatever. Yeah, this is a weird one to talk about just because uh, I think Harvey, you spoke, you talked about this one last week, right? Was it or the week two before? Week, two weeks ago. Or two so. weeks ago. Uh, so, yeah, Guava Island, directed by Hiro Murai. If you're not familiar, obviously he's done a majority of, I think he did all of Gambino's, like, Childish Gambino's music videos. For the most part. And uh, directed uh, several episodes of Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, guy's super talented, I, I believe. And. Uh, he, his career is just getting keep getting bigger and bigger. Uh, so this is their, I think this is both their first venture in filmmaking, or actually creating a longer piece narrative compared to what they did before with like clapping. What was it? Uh, that one little short he did online on YouTube, like Gambino and her uh, hero no, clapping no. with the. Oh yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. I forget what I'm it's completely called. Completely fucking blanking. But uh, so Guava Island stars Rihanna, Donald Glover. Uh, it's basically about Denny, a musician, and a dock worker who's determined to pull off a music festival against the interests of a local factory owner. Uh, so it's a simple, simple story. Uh, there's not many ways this it can kind of go wrong, but I feel like 
I feel like I I feel like I like a lot of the ideas and elements in this film, but I but I feel like the runtime really hinders it. I think that that fifty five minute mark is like, oh man, we could have got so much more. Uh, I think if they had a little bit better budget or a little bit bigger budget, we could have got we could have got something really really cool this year. Uh, I think this was a probably a demo. Yeah, honest. Th- that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of shit that I like. I like. I love the cinematography. Um, they shot this on Alexa Mini, uh, LF, the new camera the Ari just put out. Uh, but they made it look like film. But I like the overall look and style of it. it reminds me of like an older. It, it definitely it gives it a, a it gives it a, a a uniqueness like a time and space like or time and place. Uh, felt like a. I feel like a more it feels like I was watching City a, of God or something. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of like this might sound super specific. It just reminds me of something my my like either like my aunts or like my like someone older in my family watching like an older movie. You know, like you know, like they it's like oh yeah, I watched this when I was a kid, <laughs> and they have it on TV and you're just watching it. It just has this look to it, which I really like. Uh, Donald Glover, I think, outshines Rihanna tenfold in this film. I, he he just exudes charm. But Rihanna, I just don't think she's a very good actress. I think her line delivery is pretty fucking eh. Uh, they use some of his, they use the majority of his tracks in the film, like that he previously recorded, and then they kind of reworked it, which I thought was a really cool idea. Summertime Magic, that scene alone is really, really fun to watch. And then uh, This Is America was pretty dope as well. Uh but again, like I feel like this movie's at odds with me sometimes because there's elements that I like, but I kind of think it would have been cool if he could have like done original soundtrack, like an original soundtrack for this. Wouldn't that have been dope? Like this, like he could have made a soundtrack for this film. I think well, well, some I'm, of it was new. There's some stuff I hadn't heard before. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think the. Dude, I'm just I mean, saying, like, like yeah. if I don't know, like there's elements that I like a lot, and I think if if it was a longer runtime, and I think if there was, you know, just like a actual like soundtrack, like original soundtrack with this, I think it could have elevated to something really, 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 really cool. Yeah, I guess it depends on how we're looking at it. Yeah. I think that I think it seems like it was his i purpose or his uh, intention to create this. Pro- this project and to integrate his music into it it's yeah. probably i mean yeah i'm not gonna the beginning but yeah exactly like i said there's the things that i like i like in terms of yeah. soundtracks and probably there's things i like i was just like i just can't yeah. help but think like what could have been it could have been something yeah. like knowing the music well, before i think certainly influences your perspective uh, yeah. a lot yeah so yeah i think it yeah, if you're like being first, if you were hearing that for the first time, it would have been like, "What the fuck is that? This is great." Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like that's what I'm saying. If you don't listen to Charles yeah. Gambino and all, and you kind of like walk into this, you're yeah. like, "This is amazing. Yeah. This is fucking amazing." And that's the thing. I think it's because those songs are like on repeat <laughs> for me, at least personally. Uh, it kind of maybe skews that a bit. Overall, I did enjoy my time with the film. Uh, I think the story is very simple but straightforward. Uh, it's a commentary. I, I think you mentioned this lot when when you spoke about it. It is a commentary on like capitalism and you know this kind of like hustle mentality that Americans have now. And I think that's kind of like you know it, it's like seeping through like every portion of society. Uh, Take capitalism down. <laughs> Take it down. <laughs> uh, still though, I, I had a really fun time. I thought. 
there, I think I like more than hated anything. And I don't think I hated anything. I just wish things were different. You know, I think I wish it was a little bit longer. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. not really a negative. I just wish it was longer. I wish it had a little bit more of this. I wish I had that. So they're not negative. They're not like negative marks. It's more or less just like me, just wishful thinking. <laughs> uh, regardless, I had a real fun time with it. Uh, 55 minute movie. Can we score this? Is it allowed? I rated it. I mean, I think so. I think that's fine. I think I'd give this one a light four. I think I think going in just just kind of I think it's a really fun time. And if you've never heard his music, you're in for a fucking treat. But it would be really weird if you've never heard his music and you're watching this shit. <laughs> yeah, it seems unlikely. Yeah, uh, but still, I think I think most people have a really good time with this film. Uh, I watched some other stuff. I mean, do you guys want to talk about any any of those other so Did you watch Crybaby? I watched yeah. Crybaby for the first time. It's a fucking weird was, movie. Yeah, Crybaby is weird. I don't think I want to hear about that. What was the other one? Uh, uh, someone the, Great. Yeah, that. I kind of wanted to hear about that, actually. I think Tappy watched that, too. I saw it, too. Yeah, <laughs> I watched uh, parts of it. So... Friday night or Sunday night was I was like sitting there I'm like man I want to watch a rom-com and I threw it out to the group chat I looked at Letterboxd and, and our boy Pat came through with this really and I'm texting him like after the movie and then he's just like oh I didn't see it <laughs> that's that sounds like something he would do actually yeah. I was like the fuck uh, so someone great it's a 2019 release it's a Netflix film this is the kind of comment I was making on Thomas earlier about you know about uh, how the way like Netflix films just look overall. It's directed by Jennifer Robinson. I don't know what else she's done before, but it's about Gina Rodriguez's character is uh, she's an aspiring young music journalist who lands her dream job and she has to move to San Francisco. But her boyfriend of nine years at that same time decides to call it quits. So it takes place within a day. She has to move to San Francisco? To San Francisco for her dream job. And then also, while this is occurring, her boyfriend of nine years breaks up with her. They were supposed to move together? Uh, there. Well, that kind of comes up in the plot. Like, you you realize, like, oh, there's there's a reason why they broke up. And, you know, that obviously has, that kind of plays into it. But it takes place within this day. It's the day after they break up. And the film kind of, like, you know, it's her and her two best friends, uh, Brittany Snow and DeWanda Wise. Uh, let's see who else. Oh, Lakeith Stanford plays her, Stanford plays her boyfriend. And I feel like he fucking phoned this shit in, bro. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he phoned this shit in hard. I don't know. Tappy, do you agree with me? What? He phoned this in, Lakeith? What do you mean? Like the, the, acting? the acting? Yeah, I feel like he phoned this in. Like, he wasn't really there. Yeah, it, 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 it's, felt, it felt really yeah, he just like he's doing a whole lot of like his head's down and he's like kind of like mumbling a little bit. I don't know if that I think that was a character, but at least like, but it just felt like he just wasn't he didn't give a shit like he was collecting a paycheck. <laughs> Isn't that always his character? <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like I wouldn't say that. I, I, when I watched just, just a few like, episodes of Atlanta, I see, dude, he like has a lot of character. Like I think he there's he steals a lot of scenes in Atlanta. Yeah, yes. great. Uh, but yeah, so Gina Rodriguez. Her and her BFFs take New York by storm in this one day. They have to go to this like party. I think it's called Neon. Yeah, it's this this like exclusive party that everyone goes to every year. And they're like, it's like I'm having a shitty day. Let's make this day about me trying to like figure my stuff out before I move to San Francisco. And it it really just kind of plays. 
the film goes has these moments of like oh yeah they're trying she's trying to get over a boyfriend but in the meantime she's also reminiscing about their past relationships and the ups and downs they went through uh it's a sweet story like it's cute i can say that i think gina rodriguez just brings that to her role though she i think she just has that personality and that energy and that's why maybe like the scenes that she had with him seems so dull because she's like here and he's just like monotone and just kind of like down there not at that energy level so so uh, maybe that's why i felt that way about his performance uh yeah it's there's not much to say it just kind of it just kind of follows her story i'm trying to like figure out what happened in the relationship and flashes back through the nine years that they had together in different points of the film like the ups the downs you know good times bad all that fun shit that we're that's used to it? seeing huh that's it yeah it's a pretty straightforward movie it's i think it does something interesting in terms of story like where it all ends i don't want to spoil it but i like at least that it isn't it's it's not good it doesn't end the way you expect it today i, I would say that for this kind of story did she die did you she die. i feel like i feel like, exactly that's what i'm saying though the way it was going that's what I mean. Like you weren't gonna, you, you you know, you you can figure it out as the film progresses. You can see how the way things are like lining up. But like, if you just like begin to watch this movie, you're probably thinking like, oh, we all know what happens. It seems very generic. Yeah. Oh, honestly, I won't remember this movie by next week. <laughs> but it was still, I thought it was cute. I mean, if you're a fan of Gina Rodriguez and you like this Netflix stuff, oh, I saw. Oh, I saw some. I saw some. <laughs> Potential underboob when I walked in on yeah a she's scenes. In this, she's uh, she takes off her shirt a lot in this movie. Uh, Wait, do you see anything? No. <laughs> what a waste! What a yeah. waste! Yeah, well, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. That counts. That counts. Uh, I was curious when I saw the uh, the synopsis for it. Um, I didn't know it was just her thinking about their relationship the entire it's, time or trying to figure out. Yeah, it's basically her dealing with their breakup and like her reminiscing. It's mm. a lot of that. I don't like but that then shit. also her friends go through their own little arcs about it's really just a story about people growing up and growing apart. That's really what it is. And I think there's like a certain level of relatability when you reach a certain age. You're like, "Oh, I get that feeling. You understand where that's coming from." But Yeah, yeah. yeah flashbacks whatever. Uh, I yeah, know. I mean, see her just this. reminisce about some guy the entire time. That seems fucking. Seems. Uh, like I give this. I, I give this. I give this movie. Uh, huh? Oh yeah, RuPaul's in it. I didn't know that. It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I like. I like that scene though. And then, they, but that's the thing. Like, they'll have these fun, interesting characters, and then like she would like, like look at something. Like like a, that like a reminds of, me of him. Yeah, like a piece of soap be sitting there, and then she like this. <laughs> that sounds terrible. And then, like, then it'll cut to a flashback. <laughs> My boyfriend used to use soap. <laughs> yeah, like it's like you know you have all this like you know there was like this one scene with this fuck boy, and he's just like riding around his little fucking electric electric what was it electric scooter or what what he had or it was just like that's it was funny like those are interesting moments but then. It, it just cuts to a flashback again, and then she snaps out of it, and then there goes the next scene. I see. Interesting. Yeah. That's literally the whole film. Uh, this movie gets a half star though for me because they use uh, Frank Ocean's uh, "Moon River." That's one of my favorite tracks. So, so, so it adds a half star or a total half star. It adds oh, like it a, adds half, a half star. star. 
They used it at a nice moment. I was like, oh, I love that song. I love that song. Uh, yeah, this movie gets like a light too. <laughs> I'm not going to remember this. Uh, I'm like 100, almost 100% sure if by the end of the year. I think that would take away a half star from me if a shitty movie used Frank Ocean's music. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> How dare you? You know, one thing I did like, there weren't, there weren't a lot of white people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, hear me out. It's not, it's not like a fucked up thing. It's just, I'm talking about diversity. The, there was only one white, her, one of the best friends was white. But the rest of the people in the movie were people of color, you know, Latin, you know, black. So it was, it was nice to see that diversity because New York is a very diverse place. It's nice to see diversity being wasted on bad movies. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, we got to start somewhere, I guess. <laughs> oh, Aim higher. Uh, it gets another half star. Rosario Dawson was in this, even though she was in there for like five oh, seconds. Oh, I'm in, I'm in. You didn't see her? I'm in. I, didn't, I saw like 40 She's like in one scene, seconds. and it bumped me out. I'm like, he's like, how do you underutilize her? Like, how do you just put her in one fucking scene? Like, she could have been, I don't know. Fuck, take the other one. Oh, I don't know. <clears throat> anyway, this movie was very much okay. Okay, I, cool. I think, I think most people... To watch Netflix movies will love this shit though. Great. Cool. You guys want to move on to uh, Captain Infinity Avenger Justice League 1? Mm-hmm. We're being disrespectful. There's probably people who are like big fans of this. Like, I oh. love that shit. They're probably like, <laughs> like oh, I'm a, big, I'm a big comic book fan. I like, I like these movies. I'm interested to hear what you movie watchers uh, are. All right. If this is their first episode, God bless their soul, but. Uh, it's like if you listen to our past episodes, we, we kind of shit on these things pretty hard. I think I'm the more I'm, I think I'm the most accepting of them. All right, well here's the deal. I accept right? their existence. I, if anything, Infinity, Infinity War helped revive my like understanding of why people w- will uh, place an attachment to the, to these things. Um, it's not for me, but I get it. I get it. Um, so, uh, no disrespect if you are listening. And we're going to talk about Avengers Endgame. Let's take a listen to a clip. He used the stones again. Hey, we'd be going in shorthanded, you know? Look, he's still got the stones, so. So let's get him. Use them to bring everyone back. Just like that. Yeah, just like that. Even if there's a, a small chance that we can undo this, I mean, we owe it to everyone who's not in this room to try. If we do this, how do we know it's going to end any differently than it did before? Because before you didn't have me. Hey, new girl, everybody in this room is about that superhero life. And if you don't mind my asking, where the hell have you been all this time? There are a lot of other planets in the universe. Avengers Endgame. This is directed by the Russo brothers, Anthony and Joe Russo. Um... I'm not going to read the list of uh, screenwriters. <laughs> and it's starring everyone you know. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth, Scar Joe, Jeremy Renner. You got Don Cheadle. You got you got all kinds of people. Um, is, it, is it a spoiler to read people, certain people in this movie? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> whatever there's, there's there's people uh in this movie so yep this is one year away from uh 
Is this the? <laughs> what is so funny? I don't understand. Because he came, he came with the big ass glass, and I was like, "Wait, what is that? Is that grape juice?" And it's fucking wine. It's wine. You need to get your shit together. I ran out of cups. No, I'm not that. Just drink trash. it from the bottle at this point. <laughs> no, All right. So. This comes at us a like a year after Infinity War, right? They must shoot all this shit together because they can't pump this shit out that quick, right? They probably do. I know. I know. Yeah, they, like uh, they must like yeah. you don't. You might get like a week break or something. Oh, Lord there. of the Rings definitely did that. Yeah, it's cheaper, right? I, well, I mean, you, there's no way you could make yeah. this movie in a year, right? It all they must no. They they probably shot. Oh my god, I couldn't imagine this. Or at least shot consecutively, maybe. Fuck, dude, my, just my mind will be blown. Like I'm shooting this like nonstop, crazy. Uh, so what did you guys think? I I was a big fan of Infinity War. Not, I mean, I'm not a big fan, but like I really liked that movie, and I think it really revived the franchise for me because I was about on my way out, to be honest. Um, but <laughs> but you're like opening the door. I was like I was like oh you, oh you guys knew. all right I'll stay yeah. stay for a little bit. Uh, what what did you guys think? Harvey Infinity War. You well, like he says it? he wanted to go first. He was determined. Like he had some thoughts. Well, yeah, that's mostly so that they don't fucking dissipate by the time y'all stop talking. Damn. Um, I mean, my thoughts on this are very fleeting, if I'm honest. On fleeting this on this entire thing. I don't. Um, did you read it, the synopsis? Oh uh, no, I didn't. Why don't oh, you read? Yeah. It? Okay. After the devastating events of Avengers: Infinity War. The universe is in ruins due to the efforts of the mad titan Thanos. With the help of the remaining allies, the Avengers must assemble once more in order to undo Thanos' actions and restore order to the universe once and for all, no matter what consequences may be in store. Um, Seems pretty dramatic. Yeah, I guess if you missed Infinity War, uh, Thanos snapped away half the fucking galaxy. Thanos won. Yeah, Thanos won. Uh, he snapped his fingers with all the in- Infinity Stones, and uh, half the universe disappeared, half of all living creatures. Obviously, this has left uh, devastating effects on Earth, um, people's families, um, uh, companies, corporations. They lost They lost half their fucking... Uh, the Mets. Half their working force. The Mets. They have lost... <laughs> no, the, they, the all all, the, all the Mets are gone. All the Mets are gone. I was looking... There's <laughs> like trash in the stadium. I'm like, wait, they... Did, did all the workers die too? Like <laughs> somebody can clean up the trash at Met Stadium, but I guess um, the w- I Earth guess is in, just like fuck it. Yeah, Earth is in complete disarray um, after that. Um, people are trying to cope with losing their loved ones, losing everyone. I mean, that's a lot of people. It's like three point five billion people just disappeared. They're gone. And um, people are having a very hard time coping, especially the Avengers, because they were somewhat responsible or at least they feel responsible because they were not able to stop Thanos. Um, so uh, days or weeks following the event, um, they finally tracked down Thanos um, with the help of uh, Nebula because she is Thanos's daughter. And um, obviously she has been hearing about his plans for years and years. Um, so they finally track him down on a planet. They use rocket ship to uh, jump and I what, thought you said they use rocket ship, and I'm thinking like a rocket ship. You know, I was like, yeah. and then I realized rocket the, the rock, talking raccoon. The raccoon uh, is there. Yeah, they use his ship to uh, jump to whatever planet Thanos has finally gone to. It's that planet that's actually at the end of Infinity War, um, which is one of my favorite scenes. It's like a big ass farm, basically a big farm planet, and he's just chilling there. Yeah, he's farming. Yeah, yeah he and, did exactly uh, what he said he'll do. Yeah, and he has a very cool scene 
in that moment where he's like, I am in- inevitable. inevitable. Yeah. And um, at first it's so- somewhat confusing because you're like, wait, I am inevitable. But then you figure out uh, what method they're going to use to undo Thanos' work. And then it becomes very clear what he means by that. And um, they are unable to to get the stones from him because he has actually... I don't know if that's a spoiler. Yeah, this is... Now you're, now you're encroaching on spoilers. Yeah, encroaching. Yeah, you're encroaching. Well... At, at this point, a lot of it... Yeah, like everything you said up to now is kind of like spoiler. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't I mean, agree with that. Um, Well, I mean, everything's a spoiler. Right now, people, people are getting death, threat, like, well, death threats. Because people, like, literally don't know when, don't want to know a damn thing. But yeah. if you're listening to this, you probably aren't in that boat. I got I hope so. I, don't, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in terms of, like, a, I don't think I spoiled anything. Um, uh, five years go by, um, nothing has changed, and um, they come up with an idea to um, to undo what Thanos has done. Are you gonna- and then... <laughs> Well, I'm not. No, I'm no, just no, saying. I'm just saying thinking in my head. Years. I'm like, it's like, what if Harvey's plan this whole time was to tell the entire <laughs> story? Then Spider-Man dies. He gets his head chopped off, and uh, <laughs> um, apparently, no. what we see in the new trailers for the Spider-Man movie is a dream sequence. <laughs> that is that is what they call purgatory. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we basically pick up the movie. Really starts five years after the event. Uh, th- uh, the Avengers reassembled a sort of give it one last try to undo what has been done. Um, this movie, uh, this is probably, I, I think we said this the last time, but I think this is probably the most comic book movie that I've seen in the MCU so far. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, <laughs> like That's so weird, much, yeah. a lot of things happen. Um, fucking <laughs> Thor has a gut. Like there's a lot of things that happen. Um, we, uh, Fuck, I'm trying to think of what I can say without spoiling this movie. All right, um, all right. at this point, if you haven't seen the movie and listen to this, you're, you're screwing yourself over. I don't think I've given away anything no, important. No, I'm just saying, like, but, it's just like in general, though. Like, it's like, if you you shouldn't be listening but, to this. Yeah, but it's a, it's a very ridiculous movie, and um, it's a very long movie. I think that there's so many loose ends and so many... Uh, so many characters that they've uh, developed over the years that there's a lot of shit to tie up, and that's why it it has the 181 minute uh, running time. Um, Ant Man has been in the quantum realm this entire time, and they think that he is one of the disappeared. Um, however, if you watched um, what was that second Ant Man Ant Man and the Wasp at the time of the the fucking the event of the snapping uh ant-man was in the quantum realm so he's been gone for this entire five years and he finally comes back like he comes back because of like a a loot like a fluke accident like a fucking rat walks onto the like the little control panel and he comes back and he realizes what has happened and he is the one that actually assembles the avengers and like we got to do something we gotta we've got to restore uh things to how they were and it's his idea I can't fucking say what his plan is either. Um, but his idea is basically to use the quantum realm to fucking bring, to go, to bring, to fix everything. Break reality. Yeah. To, uh, yeah. To, to change their reality. And, um, what do you think of just like the overall story though? Because that's a lot. Right. So like, as like, I don't know if you're hearing this so far, it's a lot of information. Yeah. It's a lot, it's a lot. That's the first 30 minutes. And that's what I mean by like it being one of the more comic book movies. Cause it's a very comic book, uh, 
solution to a problem. It's a very ridiculous. There's no, they don't really go over the science very much and they don't really care to explain it to the audience. It's just, this is what we're doing. It's fucking crazy. And it's, it's going to work. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> It's it's a very comic book in that regard. I think the characters deviate from what we've had established like so fucking much. Like uh, Thor, Thor has like gone through such a trans- transformation from his first movie where he was just very cookie cutter and uh, very boring and like uh, just one dimensional into Ragnarok where he like kind of opened up and we could see like his comedic side to like now like he is fucking. When you see what Full they've done to Thor, <laughs> yeah. When you see what they've done to Thor in this movie, you're like, "What the fuck happened?" Um, I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing. I think it it definitely is. Definitely, uh, he's used as a comic relief, which is funny to a degree, but it's just so unusual and not what I expected them to do. And it's very comic book in that regard. Um, I think that a lot of this works as fan service and. Um, to tie up loose ends and to give closure to some stories. And I think that in their attempt to do that, they, uh, they, they sort of, uh, they sort of waltzed over like normal human, uh, human emotion and human, uh, logic. I think that a lot of it doesn't work for me personally because, um, I don't know. I, th- I think a lot. I think. <laughs> and, yeah. I don't know. I'm, that sounds like a dick. I got a brain. That sounds like a dick. But <laughs> I think that a lot of a lot of things that happen in this movie they aren't very. They don't feel deserved for me, and uh, especially the emotional impact behind a lot of uh, a lot of the more tragic moments in this movie. Because obviously, a lot bad shit's going to happen. Obviously, because this is like the last movie of this uh, this story arc or this. Um, what are they called in uh, fucking comic books? I forget. Events? Yeah, this is like the last movie in this event. So a lot of shit's going to happen. People are going to die. But I don't think a lot of that is deserved f- from my point of view. Like the uh, emotional impact that it's supposed to have. And um, I think that the like the logical steps that we've taken or the emotional steps in logical steps that, that, that they take in this movie make a lot of sense to me. And um, I... There's a lot that I don't, I can't buy into. Even though I do appreciate like the ridiculousness that it does have, and it and it does feel like a comic book movie in that regard. I think that some of it is just is straight up silly to me. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I feel like they've been getting sillier. Yeah, they just the really leaned on. into it. I think uh, I'll jump in next. I think um, where this movie really works is i don't i don't know this movie would have been all right say you watch infinity war and this like say you binge them both for the very first time i don't know that it's as satisfying no uh i think them making you wait a year is part of what makes this movie more watchable yeah. um I, I i think that's why i wanted to see it so much whereas usually when i see avengers i'm like oh fuck here we go i gotta got to sit through a movie with lots of mouth breathers and, and there's no shortage of them i mean it, it wasn't the worst screening i've ever been to but let me let me tell you there's no shortage of mouth breathers you know a lot of mouth criers too <laughs> so, <laughs> yo yo man there was all right there was i was telling this to harvey yesterday there was one scene with one character and this and this this girl behind me was like 
<laughs> what? <laughs> what? Like, audibly, I'm like this. I'm like, it's like I understand tearing up, but fuck, I'm. I have to look back. I'm like. I don't think my our crowd was not that dramatic. I don't even think I heard any sniffles. Really? I heard a lot. Like a lot. Um, that could be spoiler territory. But you know what? Honestly, whoever's listening to this, I'm sure they fucking saw the movie. I mean, I don't imagine anyone would Just listen to this. spoilers. Yeah, but I, you're fine, though. I mean, I'm sure you've watched this movie. I'm going to be honest. Like, even the stuff that does happen, if someone was to tell me previously, I wouldn't get mad because I don't care. Right. Well, like, I, I kind of care because... Um, but I also would not listen to a podcast about it if I cared. So I don't think we spoiled um, anything. Yeah, so we didn't spoil I mean. anything. But like it for something so anticipated for somebody, they they <laughs> they don't want to hear anything. But so this movie kind of um, rides off of the same tone. I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit more like weirdly humorous with certain characters like Thor. Then uh, Infinity War. Yeah, then Infinity War. Um, but it uh. But what I like about Infinity War is that it's no longer Avengers One and, and then Age of Ultron, where it's just it's just nonsense happening for ninety minutes, and then a thirty minute fucking CGI fuckfest, you know, where they save New York City or whatever. The stakes don't seem like that interesting. Uh, but this movie, what I like is is uh, the first half of it is almost like a heist movie, and they kind of make a joke about that. Um, and I think it, it's entertaining. I mean, I would say almost started to fall off and get bored a little bit, but I think it picked me back up and I was fine. I don't think I ever really got bored. Um, there's some good fight scenes. The action scenes are much more watchable than the first two Avengers movies, which is just nonsense, you know? Um, and there were fight scenes where shit was going down and the crowd was going, Ooh, yeah! It was, like, fucking dope. And uh, I saw this this uh, Asian kid, like, two rows to the left and down. Um, he was like, Woo, let's go! <laughs> and, like, he was dead serious. Cause I went to look at his face. He's, like, in his chair like this. And I was like, dude, people are excited about this. It kind of made me happy a little bit. <laughs> Normally, it would not. Normally, I'd be pissed. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of uh, audible moments... I never do this in a movie. It was a weird fucking feeling. Steve talking to the mic. Uh, sorry. I, I don't have my headphones in, so I don't, yeah, I don't have Yeah, you've been any. doing that a lot this episode. Yeah. So when you don't have headphones in, yeah, you don't know where the fuck you're at. Um, you just got to be on the mic at all times. So, audible noises. In, in yeah, no, yeah, in my theater. But there was there was a moment in the, like, I would say near the end where I was just like, it was just one scene in particular that was shot, I thought shot really well or captured the action so well that I was just like, I'm like, oh, shit. I literally said, Oh shit! Like it just looked, it just was, it was cool because I really like this character. That's why. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil anything. But there was just a really cool moment with one of the characters, and I was, I was excited, and it made me realize I'm like this movie. The best way I can really describe it is that it has a lot of great moments sprinkled in. But here's my problem with it. Oh, okay, big problems, big problems. This shouldn't have been one movie. It doesn't like for me. I, I, because Harvey mentioned it, it's, it's like it's long? just it's it's tying up so many loose ends that I feel like it kind of stumbles, like it stumbles I mean, on a lot is of it parts. Really, though? I feel like to me, it's tying up one loose end. It's tying up. Well, it's, it's tying. Try, up it's trying to like it's trying to capture all. <laughs> well, it's trying to capture all these arcs for these different characters. Where I'm like, I like for me, like I feel like if it really does stumble and like there's some like unsatisfying parts. I checked kinda, out for like an hour in this movie. That, well, that's and that's the thing. Like the one part that really got got me was like maybe midway through, where I'm like, 
okay, like, this is, you know, you're losing me. Until the end came. And when the end came, I got excited again because, like, there's, there's, there's something happening. <laughs> like, there, there's, a, there's a lot of stagnation, I feel like, throughout this movie. And I feel like... For a three-hour movie, like, I think every scene should have a purpose. It I should, feel like, yeah. I feel yeah. Like, well, I mean, and that's what I'm hard. saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Harder. This should at least been, like, two movies. They should have... Honestly, what I would have loved to see if they would have gave a shit more about what happened on planet Earth. and this, I would have loved to see a story about these heroes dealing with the fact that they fucking lost. I would love to see a somber, sad movie well, about them dealing with that. that. I mean, that's just unrealistic. That, that's that's just me. That's me being right, the person I am. Gotta, but, then, but then we could have got a final arc to this, like a, like one more, and that's the end. Like Endgame could have been a different movie than this. The all more. right, I kind of agree with both of you, but I, there's somewhere where I fall off here. But, is but where, th- that wasn't going to happen. I know that right. wasn't going to happen. But so also, just in general, could. the way that they did this, I think, might have been perfect for what they for their audience, and so my. Whatever I want at this point should just I'm just throwing it out the window. And I'm going to judge this on how um how much fun I had and how entertained I was. And I wouldn't say that I like maybe that was, yeah, it's just me I guess, so this is particular to me, but not Harvey. Um I don't I don't remember falling off for that long. Like I, I would say maybe ten minutes where I was like, Alright, and then I was just back on. So uh my thoughts on this movie are, are pretty similar to Infinity War. I, I enjoy it. I think it, it works very well. It ties up the loose ends. I mean, it wasn't unpredictable because, I mean... We all kind of see we what's going like, to happen. <laughs> I mean, when I walked out of Infinity War, my theory was this movie. So, it's kind of weak in that aspect. They didn't take there was one. Chances. There was one curveball I didn't see coming. And that, I mean, it didn't like genuinely mm-hmm. like shock me, but it was still like, oh, wow, I didn't see, they, I'm surprised they did that. I'm interested to know what that is, but... We could talk about it afterwards. Um, so, all right, well, let me talk about one movie. One, sorry, one moment in the movie real quick that Tappy and I both just rolled our eyes and almost couldn't retrieve them from the back of our heads. Yeah. Uh, dude, there's this... I'm not going to say who or what, but it's just a a forced female empowerment scene where I was just like, oh, God. Like... Is there anything more corny she, than like she's got help? That, yeah, that part? When the, yeah. When there's like two male directors, like, all right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna get the feminist. All right, we're gonna do this. Like, that's not fucking female empowerment. I would have liked that. I would have liked that. I would have liked that scene if because like I've actually come to grow on one of these characters that we're talking about. I'm actually like in this movie, like, like I actually wasn't like I I, I was like all right, she's not bad. I think it was uh, and there's and and I honestly would have just been happy. If she was just OP and just fucking wreck shop instead of having that awkward fucking moment because you know they're pandering. You know they're pandering. Right. It's so fucking yeah. obvious. Yeah, that like shit was painful. awkward as hell. It was, yeah, it should like, never be that obvious, right? It was very pandering. And, it wasn't pe- subtle and people clapped too. And there I was, was like, like you're there was all a really nice stupid. moment too with, with another character that I can't talk about with both of them. And I'm like, oh, that's a nice little, it reminds it's a nice little moment. I'm Captain like, okay. Marvel when they put on I'm Just a Girl from No Doubt. Oh my! That's a that's the equivalent. That's the same exact. Right, but my thing with Captain Marvel is movie. I think that movie is just is just a slog to get through. Whereas this one, it went down smooth. I think it was a very quick three hours. Actually, I was surprised. Yeah, I would say my body disagrees because we fucked up. I didn't realize it. We must have knew this when we bought our tickets, but we didn't get recliner seats. Yeah, I was leaning all the way back. It was like I was it, in, I was like in sleeping position. 
All the recliner seats theaters I actually, were taken. I was like this. I was like. <laughs> no, we we had a. Uh, I was laying like that, like just watching. My ass the movie. was still hurting at the at the end. Yeah, I was sleeping. I would say my body told me that three hours is long, but mentally it did not feel like too long. But this is coming from a guy that like loves American Honey and shit. Uh, <laughs> which is I'm gonna talk hours. about one character who I thought brought some real up. Uh, that I kind of want to see more of, to be honest, just because. And I mentioned it was a, it, you guys thought it was a joke, but I'm being 100 percent serious. I oh think God. Hawkeye is actually like an underrated character. I that, could do that. I think I think because he brings the more human aspect. If you think about all the other characters in the superhero universe, they're ridiculous. They're all like OP as fuck, and like Hawkeye and his story about his family, dude. That that's like that's a really good through line. Like that's what that's what, what story about the, his family. He's got a family, and he's and, they, and they're gone. And and then it's Just like his jumping journey. jumping line. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't care much for Hawkeye. And this. <laughs> Everybody's like, like family's gone. I know, but like I, I think it brings like a human element because if you think about anyone else, like is like he, like he was not really doing what they were doing for a while. He was basically just being a dad. Yeah. It, so like, and that's what I'm saying. You're supposed I think that to worked. take care of your kids. <laughs> um, <laughs> if I'm honest. I, I do like Hawkeye, but I think that this movie made me uh, dislike Hawkeye. Really? That's crazy. Yeah, I, I feel opposite. I actually gave a shit about him for the first time because really? he never did anything in the other movies for me. I think he was... Because I, the was first time I saw him in Thor, he, he was like in a, in a in a lighthouse, in a watchtower. He was like, he just pulled a bow back and I was just like, yeah. that's the only time I... That's my only experience with Hawkeye. Yeah. And that and Avengers 1. Yeah. I mean, he just seems like a... I don't know. He's sort of mysterious in, in those movies, and he uh, just seems like a I don't know, like a cool guy. But in this one, I think that is it like, the haircut. It's not the haircut. Oh, it's, it's, the it's, haircut a, it's his uh, it's his arc in this movie. I think that what like his actions weren't necessarily uh, justified, and they weren't really um, well explained. And it it just makes his character look. I don't understand his character in this movie, and that's at all. and that's why I mentioned previously. That's why I'm saying this movie could have been two films because we could have got more with the superheroes on Earth dealing with shit. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, and that's what I mean. Like, there's great moments sprinkled throughout this film, or good moments, but then there's moments where I feel like, oh man, we could have got a lot more with those characters. Yeah. It's just like that that jump. I don't mind a time jump. I'm used to it. I fucking you know watch enough anime. You're used to like ten year time jumps. Uh. But I think I think they just did it at the wrong time. I feel like we just need a little bit more of what is happening and how that does affect them. Yeah. Because like when you do that, when you when that happens, it kind of shifts tonally what the film is. It becomes something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds sorry if I'm being super like elusive, like I'm like, not making sense. But mm-hmm. it's like when you first start the film, it feels a certain way, and when that time jump happens, it become something else it becomes like another it becomes like a marvel movie and there's another shift again yeah yeah that's what i'm saying this these movies seem a little disjointed but i think they're able to make it work i don't know part. i think that that marvel movie section you're talking about is actually a little bit more advanced than previous avengers movies i think it's snappier it's it's wittier. It's more. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not a bad part of the movie. I'm just saying. But that it doesn't feel Marvel, and that's why I enjoyed it. Like it doesn't. It feels like it's I'm, nothing negative against that part. It's just saying it's just tonally different from oh, what, what we I just mean, felt. Yeah, it's, yeah it's like it's a but, weird you know, like, five, shift. Five years is a long time. So, um, yeah, but just just the pure <laughs> five years is a long time. Half the world's dead. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I thought. I don't know, man. I, I enjoyed this movie. Tom, how would you feel if? 
that happen and you were one of the survivors. I feel like you handle it pretty good. <laughs> what like pretty you do, well, man. What yeah. can you do? You know, balance. Maybe he was right. Just, I'll try to justify it. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck it. He's sitting on the train, just smiling. There's less people on the train. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, mouth breathers or goes to the movie theater barely barely anyone in there <laughs> I could get used to this I think uh, one of the things I did like about Infinity War a lot was uh, Thanos and uh, Thanos's objective was to wipe out half of the universe because he wanted to create more of a balance between uh, between the universe like the natural aspect and the living aspect and um it made a lot of sense it made a ton of sense i think that uh his motives change a bit in this one and his character made no fucking sense to me <laughs> um there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of uh characters that i didn't quite understand i think that he, that thor is used for more of a comedic relief in this one but i think he gets so ridiculous to a point where i don't entirely understand his character either um, I think I stopped caring about his character because he, it's so he, ridiculous. He gets he gets really far out there, and I don't quite get that. I like um, I like the I like what happens to him. I just feel I funny. do agree, but I do agree with you. It just kind of seems weird. Like it just it goes too far on the other end, especially when it gets serious. When the movie gets serious again, and then he tries to get serious, it's so weird because we were like. It's kind of a joke, this whole fucking Yeah, and time. then he puts on his fucking... And you can see the fucking like, gut. I'm like, what? I'm like, what's happening? But it uh, it, it is silly. Um, I don't know. I, I did like a lot of the action sequences. I think that they've come a long way in, in terms of like uh, like framing action and sh- and shooting it. Or they're not shooting shit. The CGI a, has come a long way. Um, isn't, isn't watching Captain Marvel... Or not Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain America fight. Like those fucking hand-to-hand like fight scenes aren't they great yeah i think Cap- they do watching captain marvel is one of my or not captain marvel captain uh, america, america is one of my favorites yeah he just i think they know how to shoot his action yeah, scenes I mean, specifically so well. um it's it, you feel yeah. the impact it feels more re- realistic and it it just looks cooler it looks like he's doing some sort of crazy mma shit <laughs> or something dude especially when he throws um, the shield and stuff like yeah. i don't know it's just like people, it feels like every hit has yeah. an impact where like if you see iron man people flying around it's like it's, it's like not a, it's like not as fun it's not entertaining <laughs> Yeah. Fucking lasers, shit. Yeah. I mean, the, the second Avengers is essentially all that. And it's just it's impossible. I've never seen it. It's so not. It, you can't watch it. That movie really made me realize that. Like, ah, uh, like I don't know. I don't know about this. <laughs> but Infinity War is like so different than than that. I had this. Uh, I was I was having weird thoughts while watching this movie, and it. Uh, I'm not really sure what to think, what to make of it. <laughs> but uh, what are these weird thoughts <laughs> like I don't know I think that um I think s- movies movies have changed a lot over the years uh over the decades and I don't know I got sort of depressed thinking about like is this what like the cinematic experience is now us watching a 3 hour superhero movie and the it, the movie is completely indulgent and like self-referential for like two-thirds of the movie and it 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 sort of upset me that 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 we were all participating in this but i mean i understand your feelings like your sentiments i think a lot of people who watch film kind of feel that way uh 
These things have become... But become, this is like a thing with everything, though, with Game of Thrones right now as well. Uh, and, like, that's one thing. Like, Game of Thrones, like, I, I realized this after the second episode of watching Sorry We're Talking About This, but it's the same feeling I get with, like, all these Marvel movies is that, you know... I'm going to watch them. Like, I'm watching the final season. I'm not really that excited. To, like, because when it first happened, I was super excited for Sunday. Now I don't care. You know, like, I want to watch it just to finish it. And that's it. It feels like... It's, um, well, that's kind of how I watched this one. I just happened to think it was entertaining. Yeah, it was at least... Yeah, exactly. Like, you're having a good time. I don't know. I think I was just probably thinking too much. I felt like I was fucking... I don't know. Yeah, I... I think I a lot. Looked, I've heard that. I don't know, man. Maybe it's because you're not on social media. Um, but like just me being surrounded by everyone's excitement by this, it's just kind of one of those things you just, I just let it be, right? Like I, I get why people are participating and having a good time. It's because it's it th- this franchise welcomed people and in, in like people want to be like into something, you know? Like Game of Thrones, I feel like half the people watch it are like only started watching it not because they're interested in the subject matter. It's like what everyone's watching it, I gotta watch it too. Uh, That's what I felt. That's part of what uh, felt weird to me. It, it, it feels like a uh, like a like almost like a subscription model for like a movie. It feels like a product, and um, I don't know. We're all like indoctrinated into this fucking weird pop culture phenomenon, and then we're fucking just watching the same shit over and over again for fucking I'm just, two I'm, decades now. Well, we are, but the difference is, I know when it's trash, and I know when it's not. If it, if Infinity War was trash. Then maybe like yeah I I would be bashing uh, yeah I'm not say, I mean, I'm not trying to say that I hated this movie or anything either but I mean right. yeah it, I mean like I, there's so much you know there's there's levels you probably to save it. some of this though for the topic huh yeah yeah this is all yeah. a conversation for the topic later sort on sort of yeah maybe this is just basically melding between both yeah meld. do you guys want to rate it and get in the topic uh, yeah might as well at this point I'm I think we've, think we've we've said enough I think regarding I'm the trying movie. to think of things I liked. <laughs> There's like there's like I said I like there's the moments. Action. Yeah, the yeah, action's good. Moments. The action's good, which is was a, a big problem for Avengers. There is there is some satisfaction to seeing closure in these stories too, to seeing where these characters go and where they end up. I think there is some satisfaction to seeing that. So right, and I think that's what most of the audience wanted from Infinity War. They just want the closure. What? I give it a three and a half out of five. I think that's a fair score. I think that makes total sense. I'm gonna give this. Uh, Honestly, I feel like it's a like I still got a lot out of it. I still had a lot of fun. Uh, I think I, I liked. If I'm going to say narratively and structure wise, story wise, I think Infinity War is better. Narratively, I definitely think Infinity War is better. Yeah, I think Infinity like, War is a little bit better too. Yeah, like hands down, it's just a better film. I think uh, I'm going to give it a nice uh, light. Or I'm going to give it a heavy 3.75 or a light four. Okay, I'm in the same boat as you. I'd probably give it. I mean, just for the benefit of the doubt, I'll give it a light four. Whereas Infinity War, I gave like a heavy four. four. Yeah, exactly. Four, like, like there's still like a lot of this one. Cool this one. In this, so. this one like has the closure and everything. Um, but I don't think it goes down as smooth as Infinity War. Yeah. The know. thing is, Infinity War felt a little bit more epic in the theater. Huh? You know what's crazy though about these movies? I don't think I can rewatch this shit. I rewatched Infinity War with Tappy not too long ago. It. it wasn't I bad. I haven't even rewatched Infinity War. Me either. I've I'm only watched it once. Rewatching this shit three hours. I'm not watching this again. Like I'm okay. I watch scenes from it. I watch like I watch Captain America, the first I'll Avenger. Watch, I really want to rewatch that for some reason. I'll, yeah, I'll re- I I want to see like the uh, like the shit that happens in the third act with Captain America. 
Yeah, I want to see that movie. <laughs> what? A- <laughs> Boring. No, that would be great. It'd be super Spoiler. good. Yeah. It would actually be something right up your alley. If you, think, if you think about it, I that would be spoilers. right up your alley. I was, I was waiting for that to happen, though. Like, spoilers. I think, all right, I'm going to say this. I think how the way, how, how the way they close chapters for certain characters in this film just were, were great. I don't care what anyone says. I think they handled it really fucking well. I think I think that was the best, so like the best way to Look, do man, it. Man, all you got to do is compare these to, to DC movies. All right, this shit's Citizen Kane. Okay. <laughs> 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 Citizen Kane. <laughs> <laughs> so just give him that. Hey all right? man, DC got Shazam. Uh, Damn, that's yeah. so sad. One out of what twenty? Yeah. <laughs> uh, even Shazam's like a light three and a half for me, maybe. I, I think I give that shit a four. All right, cool. uh, so yeah, we're all. All uh, right, so we got to pick. We a loved movie. it. We got to pick a movie. Uh, so here's the thing: what it, what Avengers movies do that I don't like is they scare every fucking movie out of the theaters, which is frustrating. Yeah, this movie's gonna be just killing it. For so the it's like weeks. it has a bumper on it, right? So like. You can't release anything the week before, and you can't release anything the week after. So, uh, the only thing really coming out next week is maybe The Intruder is like the big release. With with what what's her it? face? Oh my god! What's that? That's you the movie where like the the black couple gets a house, and like the oh. white dude like <laughs> the white yeah, dude's yeah. like, yeah, I'm just fixing my mom. It's got Megan Good in there, right? Yeah, Megan yeah. Good's in that. Yeah. Who who plays the the white man? I don't remember. Was it a... Oh, wait. We also have one. Uh, we also have one that I'm interested in. Um, Long shot. It's uh, Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Let's watch that. Presidential candidate. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's kind of interesting. Is that like a... It's supposed to be like a romantic comedy, right? Yeah. It's kind of a rom-com. Yeah. I mean... Dennis Quaid. Man, this is... Oh, yeah. It is Dennis Quaid. Seeing uh, Seth Rogen try to fucking romance Charlize Theron just seems weird. But I'm into it. Because people have told me I look like Seth Rogen. <laughs> you have a shot? <laughs> what? I can't say that right now, man. Come on. You're trying to get me in trouble? I hope the mics didn't pick that up. You don't have a shot. <laughs> Whoa, come on now. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, you're right. I don't even have a shot with her, to be honest. Real quick. Um, what do you guys think? I would kind of go with long shot, to be honest. Yeah. I always do long shot. Cool. It's a long shot, but we'll try it. <clears throat> I kind of want to watch. No, we end the show. <laughs> Intruder just feels like a strange. Uh, yeah, it just feels like a, a weaker version of uh, that Lake, movie. Lakeview Terrace. Out. Remember that? Remember that movie with uh, Joe Egerton and Jason Bateman that came out a while ago? Like The Gift or something? Yeah. yeah. Was that good? I kind of liked it. All right. So without further ado let's let's continue a little marvel discussion sorry if you're getting marvel fatigue like the rest of us but we're gonna we're gonna talk about like uh when's when's the other shoot gonna drop yeah i mean um how long can this go on like where what's the next step right obviously we don't want to spoil anything there are things we know that won't be the next step due to things that happen in the movie um but just in general right like Avengers Endgame is the end game of, you know... The first phase of their arc. Right. And we don't know how many arcs they planned out. But, like, if... Knowing it, them, they probably planned out at least 30 years. But this years. has never happened before, so we don't have anything to go off of. Like, when's the last... 
what's the last franchise you know that just kept going for fucking you decades? Have, you have, yeah, you have a great you have a great point because well, this is the first time in our history. Like James this Bond is, goes on forever, but they revive it. Like it's yeah. not the same. It's always something different, right? This is this is different though because they have well, this is like, years of like source material to draw from. Well, right. There's a lot but, of James Bond books, but not like not like the fucking Marvel comic book universe. And they they're always so different characters each time. It's never like they there's not like, a timeline. They got a hundred villains they can pull from. Like like twenty major villains. And then right, the acquisition right. from Fox, like this is only gonna get bigger. Is that your prediction? It's only gonna get bigger. Yeah, there's you don't so think many. it's gonna fizzle out. There's so it's many. It's gonna heroes. fizzle. I feel like people will feel the fatigue. And I don't honestly, know if they I will, think we man. saw a little bit of that with Star Wars. I think people like were like, okay, relax. Damn, that's what and that's what made movies? me worried, or not worried, but that's what I was thinking about in the movie. Like, what if this is? What if like in fifty years, that's what movies are? M- movies are events. No, are, I agree are, with you. Our yeah. Marvel movie, or like, uh, what if there's no more original fucking content? What if it's just? Uh, I mean, it's certainly shaping up to be that way. I mean, that's a huge fear for a lot yeah, of people. Everything that's been. I've noticed it's been releasing or things well, that are, like, well, people put, like it's put based it this off way. Something. If you go to the movies like on a Friday night, say, I don't know, Manhattan might be a little bit of an exception, but remember when Pirates of the Caribbean came out? Yeah. I don't know why I'm thinking of that, but that's a perfect example. That was like a franchise that like dropped and everyone went crazy. Hmm. And like, yeah. and that that was an original concept. If you think about it, yeah, it's based off a ride, but like, think it's original story with characters, and that like yeah, but- we haven't had that. Yeah, we haven't had like a random fucking just like we're yeah with that many people involved like yeah, but so on a Friday night the movie theaters looked like when I used to go there in the early two thousands. I mean it was fucking packed every night. There's a line down the street like to get you know. No, you make a group. Yeah, no, sure, but like sure. you won't see that anymore unless Avengers mm-hmm. is playing or something, right? Mm-hmm. So like it didn't matter what. You know, people, well, I mean, this just kind of goes to a topic of, like, is this going to the cinema dead? But, like, if you notice that in the lines back then, um, at 7 o'clock, prime time Friday night, uh, a lot of those people in line didn't go to the movie theater to go see a particular movie. There's a big wall with all the shit you can see on it. And people would... Like would look at it? Yeah, that's what we would do. Be like, yo, what do you want to see? Or parents would drop us off with seven bucks for a ticket and some maybe a little extra for popcorn yeah kids and that old and uh yeah movies were seven bucks on a friday night um and we would just look at the wall well we would first establish if we want to see a movie we'd wait for his dad to drive off and then we go skateboard around the fucking city not watch a movie um but yeah I feel like now people only get excited when when they're included in the franchise, and like so in a good way that these Marvel movies are including people, making them feel like they're a part of some franchise. Fandom. Yeah, right. Fandoms are very interesting, right? But it, but it's also detrimental to cinema, whereas people just don't go to the movies anymore. They there's watch. no there's no risk taking in terms of like studio like stu- like when something gets approved, I feel like it's like people really just allocate like. I get worried. Is this like, be worth it? Does it mean that movies is less good movies being put out? Uh, and that that harkens back to what I mentioned earlier about the Conjuring universe. Like, it's like, it's like when you have that that pre-established. Like, yeah, Harvey mentioned it was just like people feel safe when they see that old Conjuring, even so, if it's like so minor. The the tie-in, 
That's why they say from the producers of. It's another. Does, it's another way to market or sell to someone. Yeah. Not only does the audience feel safe, but the producers, the people that are putting up money, they feel safer in 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 producing a product like this, and and, and looking at at movies as a product. You're right. But what happened of, in the old days when a when an actor would sell a film, right? Like, oh shit, he's in that. You know, I, I remember, feel like that no, doesn't yeah, happen no. anymore. Remember that it was like a thing. Like, like Robert Downey Jr. is huge. Everyone knows Tony Stark. But if he he put out a fucking indie comedy right now, not a goddamn soul would go see it. No, like it's it's funny. I feel like back then they'd be like, oh, I know him, and they go see it. It's Johnny Depp. That's like, how fucking Leo. That's how. That's why people went to go see the fucking beach and yeah. walked out confused. I was, I was actually thinking, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that the other day actually. Um they were like who what the fuck is this? I was thinking about it the other day because of Under the Silver Lake and like movie stars like the idea of a movie star is different than it is now. Like For a movie sure. star movie stars sold movies back in the day but now like IPs sell movies. So it's a very different like dynamic. But I don't know. I feel like people probably say the, say the same shit about music. Especially about uh, pop music. I mean, I think the two can exist, like pop music and and good music, obviously, and um, or at least uh, there's two types: pop well, music I mean, and good I'm not music. Not to say that pop music isn't good, but uh, music that is, uh, I don't know, not necessarily created with the uh, with the intention of uh, I don't selling records or or or. Uh, Catering right, to like a mainstream audience. People don't really sell records so, anymore. I don't know. I think that I don't know what I think. Well, I would I would say the the difference if there if movies don't go the route of music, it's because movies are harder to watch than a song is to listen to. They're also incredibly uh, more expensive to produce, right? And market, and you know, music. people have to like sit down and like you know, people like TV now. Like people watch more TV now. It seems. Um, this, this brings up this brings up an interesting yeah. conversation I had with someone the other day, uh, and I, I mentioned it because it, it kind of hit me. Uh, Game of Thrones. We're gonna keep bringing that up because it's like kind of like the big thing right now. But it, it, I think H. I think this is gonna be the last like serial, like big serialized series that that's an event, that's a thing. Uh, because when I for what I heard, HBO is actually trying to. Like make more content that's more digestible for millennials and younger people. So basically, you're looking at short form, low budget or lower budget than what they're used to producing kind of, like kind of content. Movies, right? So and they can make more of it for less and have more people watch it. So they're looking for quantity, not quality. Late stage capitalism. And that's, that's, uh, that's Netflix and, and right now, now man. Yeah, that, that's exactly what's happening. Netflix. And that's the thing. Like he's like, I have no problem with Marvel movies. If Marvel like comic book movies came out, you know, once. A year, like once every two years, I'll be really happy. I, I wouldn't mind one per summer, but yeah, five one per, per summer, summer, like I'll be okay know. with. Yeah, but the fact is, like, we get to the point where it's like they're cranking out at least like oh, getting, got, we get two or three every year. Uh, it's more just than that, uh, I think, dude. And it's like almost like it's almost like an abuse. Like I'm being like it's just coming full circle. I think um, when there's so many different properties and they're owned by different people and. People realize there's so much money in streaming. They're gonna create their own services and take away their products from other people and then it's just going to drive up the cost of each individual streaming service and it's just like television all over again and then each network has their own fucking streaming service and um i think in the end it's not going to be sustainable no it's Um, not like i mean like that's the thing like i don't know when the ball like i don't know when it's going to end for marvel and the, the mcu but i think honestly like my wish 
it was to end it here. Like that was my wish. Think, like I really think, wish we could just end it here and take a break for a little bit. I really don't need any more. I'm okay. I've yeah. gotten enough. Oh, I'm I'm totally fine with this being the end. I I got my closure. <laughs> uh but do you think that if every theater adopts some sort of uh like AMC stubs list thing, like I don't know, I feel like that could help, but Fucking, fucking movies, dude. You don't think so? No, I mean, in my own industry, I noticed that I watch I like more movies would, than man. most people. Oh, like, yeah. And I it's mean. like, it's insane. Like, I don't think people go to the movies anymore. Right, but I also think half it is because they don't want to spend fucking $15. I mean, like, so, dude, you, you could buy movies for uh, and own them forever for that price. Like, it... I think that's what it comes down to, and I think that's why Netflix works. I think subscription services is the only option at this for, point. For movies to survive, yeah. Subscription services is for, the only Or for way. theaters, I for mean, For theaters, right? yeah. That's the only way they will be able to survive. I, I can't... Like, dude, I would not see movies if I had someone to pay had full the price. audacity... I was telling you this yesterday. Someone had the audacity to walk into the theater when I was, like, getting my ticket for the movie. I bought it from A-list. Ambitious. They walk into the theater. Yeah, can I have a ticket for... Uh, and he had three kids with him. Yeah, can we have four tickets for Avengers at nine? I'm looking around. You, the dude, crazy. the dude, the box. Crazy. I was like, did he give him this face? Like, bitch. <laughs> what? Dude, the oh, lady, wait, what the about that like meme of the guy with the lips? And the best part is, it was an Iowa? older, it was this older woman, <laughs> and she looks, she looks like he's like, that's gonna be sold out all weekend, <laughs> and the little kids are like, oh, we can't go see it, Dad. She's like, she's what like, a she's piece like, of I'm, shit, father. Like, how do you not know? <laughs> I'm like, so I'm like, come on, man, come get, on. Like, I understand if you don't have an app, but at least go online and like buy read online. a newspaper. Like, I mean, so- read something. <laughs> but then we had this. I'm thinking like, oh, he's a fluke. Multiple people were doing that. There was this guy that comes up. He's like, oh, can I buy a ticket for the nine or the eight thirty showing that I went to? She was just like. <laughs> That's sold out. Who even talks to people anymore? I go to the kiosk. <laughs> like, I don't ask anybody yeah. shit. But this guy, this this guy, I guess he was like, heaven sent. He was like buying. He was picking up his ticket just like I was, and he, I guess he has a like AMC uh, whatever a list and he uh, a list and he had bought multiple tickets because he wasn't sure when he was gonna go. He's like, I got an extra ticket. I'll send you the. I'll email you the ticket if you give me twenty bucks. And the guy was like, Yeah, I'll do that. Whoa, like, whoa, he 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 fucking he sold him a ticket. Yeah, he got lucky. I thought about gouge. I thought man. I thought about if that was a possibility. Twenty bucks. Point. Hey man, if you want to see uh, Why didn't Avengers, but no, I guess that's what he did. Like he bought extra tickets because I guess he wasn't sure if he was going to make that show. Yeah, he wasn't sure. He was fucking. He had a plan. He he knew exactly what to do. Stub he hung around the movie theater all day selling tickets left and right. Wow. <laughs> that's what a what if we, what if we're getting Avengers Avengers movies like well into our seventies? I would hate life. Like, it would be some sort of weird dystopia, I think, to imagine that. I mean, Disney what if is, every movie is an event or a, a Marvel movie, or at least a like a Disney movie or I a don't, Disney I movie? Don't, I think every movie will be a Disney movie. By the as time of like right 60. now, all right. This is the thing. I'm not. Jesus I'm Christ. not paying. I told myself, I'm like, I'm not paying for the Disney. We're close uh, to that subscription point service that they're releasing later on this year. I'm no, not paying do for not. It. Don't. But then I found out that they're releasing the Mandalorian. Uh, so I'm gonna have to give them money for Star Wars. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> fuck, this sucks. Yeah, they're gonna own everything. I've been trying to fight Disney so hard. You don't understand. I've been like trying, like I'm not watching these movies. I think I they're Disney's movies. the climate change of movies. <laughs> it's like, what do we do? <laughs> I think they're about to buy. Um, I think they're about to buy a huge stake in Hulu. 
This is fucking terrible right now, man. Hey, man. I don't know. Uh, Comcast yeah, Disney. Is, Comcast please. is selling like thirty percent of their Hulu stake, and I think Disney's gonna buy it. What's Disney, interesting about this? Pay your employees is, properly. This Disney, is Disney. Just do new. the right things. This is all new. Like none of this has ever happened before. So I mean. We're along for the ride at this point. Everything we say is speculation. Well, like, this has happened before. Not in this uh, industry, but... Well, yeah, right. But it's unique to this industry in the yeah. sense that people like us who love movies feel like almost under attack. Yeah, and you pass a lot of information through uh, this sort of media. I just hate when I talk to people about... It, it's so weird. I'm always like either like... Whoever I talk to about Marvel movies or this like whole like... You know, cinematic universe. Like, I talked to someone who's a film buff, and I mentioned, like, yeah, I saw the image. It was a fun time. It was a good time. They're like, you watched that? And it's like, yeah, I mean, you can still it. watch a movie it. and enjoy it. Like, it's like, it doesn't have to be fucking up well, your I mean, ass they're strong fucking in their convictions. all the time. Well, like, I know that, but they're in, they're strong in their convictions, they're right? They're strong they're, in their convictions to the point where it's like, it's just a... like, you can't, en- you can't enjoy this thing. Well, look, like, like I I think they those people might support blockbusters that aren't Disney, you know? Yeah, but then on the flip side, like, when I talk to someone who only watches Marvel movies, it's like, it's like, there's no other conversation about film. That's all they ever watch. That's all, the only thing on their mind. That's the only thing they hold up to their standard. If they try to watch something different from that, they're like, oh, that shit sucked. That person probably has a fucking Amazon Prime account too. (laughs) God damn. That's a weird fucking jab. I mean, it's not weird, but I mean, I'm sure they're not, uh, completely, uh, I don't know. I'm sure their convictions don't take up every, uh, or, Work in every aspect of their life. Yeah, that's pro- true. Probably wear Nikes and fucking fuck boy. Yeah, or, you're uh, saying or eat star or drink Starbucks. Eat and Starbucks. Too. <laughs> I right. mean, apparently you can eat there now too. I don't fucking. Well, know. I mean, at this <laughs> point, well, do. to me, I mean, uh, it's just like a weird thing. The, it's like polar the spirit of film being regained is more important than slaves in Southeast Asia making shoes. To me. <laughs> oh yeah, that's well, a weird I mean, place to die. I mean, like that, you're gonna die on the hill, you know that, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just sad to it's think to make that. The stand there. Like I don't know. After this year's top ten list, I'm gonna compare it to the strength of the last few like years and and just see is it, are movies just getting they're just not that movies are getting worse because like some movies come out and be like that shit was incredible, but are we getting less of them? You know. I mean, oh, I don't know. I feel it like it's the same level. Cause I don't know. I feel like 2012, 2013. I feel like it was. I'm, just a, I'm thinking. Uh, all right, so I have this battering you with good But 2007 films. is better than any. What the fuck came out 2007? Everything? Are you serious? You say everything like he what? might. He might be right. I am right. I, I can't 2007 think of is the best cinematic universe. The 2007 cinematic universe. Slumdog Millionaire is attached. If you think about it, it is a universe, right? Because everything releases within that. No? I was trying to fix it. Yeah. Everything came out in 2007. Atonement. 2007 is great. But um, everything came out. Man. 310 to Yuma? Children of Men came out in 2007, too. Greatest sci-fi ever. Eats and Promises. Yeah. Man, that was a good fucking year. Right. Yeah. But you see what I mean, though? I mean, they But I mean, I think it... But I feel like 2006... Well, I don't know why, because ones, we didn't like, get these movies, like, cranked out. And the fact that the the fact that we get these movies at such a rapid pace, people have that standard, like, it's like this is what I'm going to go see. Before, like, no one was... Ah, man, it's so frustrating. Who knows? Maybe we're just being dramatic. Maybe cinema is fun. I, I think well, Ultimatum came out that year. I think we are, but I think this is concerning. <laughs> it is a little concerning, yeah. 
I just think uh, I just think if you're a huge supporter of the Avengers and and love that franchise so much, you gotta. It's like you know your dad. You know he he loves you, but he does things that aren't so good. So maybe you should counter it a little bit and go see some movies. You know, James Wan released two films in 2007: Dead Silence and Death Sentence. Yeah. Okay. The Diving Bell and the Butterfly. Beautiful film. If you haven't seen it. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of shit. Uh, I'll get, we'll see at the end of the year because we're in uh in May and there's not a lot of good movies. No, this year's been rough. <laughs> yeah. Been I rough. mean, the Beach Bum's at the top of my list. Yeah. I hope, same here. I love that shit. But, uh, yeah. All right. Well, you know, what? I'm interested to keep this recording around for a long time and come back in 20 years. Cinema's completely dead, and we go back and listen to this, and we're like, holy shit, dude, we called it. <laughs> like, Dude, this year has been rough. God, yeah, this year is list. rough, but give it a chance, man. It's May. It's not even May. Uh, I honestly think we're, we're judging it too early, because I think shit is always bad in April. Maybe. This is May. rough. I'm looking, May, that's I'm looking like, I'm, I'm really I think if you go on your like top 20 of last year, I don't think any of them came out in the first. Like Maybe one or two came out in the first. Maybe Annihilation, but um, Avengers is not even in my top five this year. Yeah, so far, show me your top five. Right yeah, now. I don't think so either. Yeah, it's not in mine either. Climax, Beach Bump, Under the Silver Lake, Us, and Shazam. I think it put over that. I would put them over. I would not put Shazam over this no, I, easily because yeah, I think I about too. rewatchability and enjoyment. I would definitely no interest yeah, in I think, I think Shazam is definitely better than. Uh, I, I think I have I had a lot more fun. Ambitious. I think I think it's, it's dude. This is a lot to fucking ask. A three-hour movie. I All right, was, Infinity War is probably not gonna be in my top five. I think yeah. I was generous in my fucking. Uh, I think I'm Infinity War is probably my top seven. Uh, but I also saw Dragged Across Concrete. So I mean, <laughs> that's the thing. You've watched probably certain things. Paddleton, bro. Paddleton, great movie, great little flick. Uh, all right, cool. That's about it. For I wonder us. if Under the Silver Lake is going to stay up there. Steve, like we need dice. I mean, if it does, then it it will be a weak year, I think. Yeah, because that's up there right um, now. Because that was the most unique thing. That's I've not going to stay up there. Don't worry. All right, so now we're going to play the game. It's called Get Wrecked. Uh, essentially, uh, the the person who rolls the twelve sided die and gets a low number. Uh, lose to the person who rolls the highest number uh and the winner will make that person watch a movie now we've discussed uh rules new rules uh because losing too much is just unfair and we no longer have a fourth co-host <laughs> so i mean it makes the old rules of the game not really we could what, what do you mean have a fourth co-host well i mean we what for the game right now no. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, a permanent fourth for oh. co-host. I don't I don't think it's necessary. Damn, behind the scenes. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, we're already at two hours on this fucking episode, so. You had a lot to say about uh, Endgame. Uh, so we're going to play the game, right? Uh, so if Harvey loses this round, he automatically gets bounced back into the winner's seat because we feel bad for him. So, Harvey, why don't you just go ahead and roll and get it over with? Yeah, lose already. Cause you you owe a movie, so you're overdue at this point. So I can't wait to hear about it too. It's a six. You got a six, right in the middle. A four. A four. That's not looking good for me. A five. I won. <laughs> All right. Well, you won anyway. 
All right, Harvey, what do you want to give me? I've I've seen maybe twenty movies max. So, bitch, you see more movies than most people. Uh, Sean and Harvey had seen more movies than me. Maybe not you, but actually, I think I've seen more movies than you. You've seen probably more movies than the. the I've seen quantity, but like, I'm gonna be honest. Some of those are not hits. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm more selective. I don't watch things knowing they're gonna be terrible. I have a genuine. Like, I'm in the mood for a bad attraction. Movie right now. I have I have attraction to good movies, whereas you you like. Uh, I watched Schlock. I love Schlock. <sighs> yeah, fucking so good. Can't do it, man. I'm I, I gotta I gotta make my time worthwhile. Time is precious. And I also don't like watching movies just to have on background. I'm I'm just all in or not. You know, I don't like background music or movies. We should watch High Life. Yeah, like you. We should watch uh, High Life. Um, speaking of 2007, since I did, uh, boldly claim that that is the best film year ever. Yeah, man, I got some blind spots there. Yeah, I'm going to give you The Assassination of Jesse James. Okay, uh, I've always wanted to see this. Yeah, it's got Brad Pitt, it's yeah. Jesse James, Casey Affleck, a couple other people. It's a very good movie. I hear it's a slow burn. Yeah, it is a slow burn, and it's, um... Well, you know, your boy, he don't mind slow burns. It's very satisfying, though. I like to watch the flame trickle down and yeah. burn slowly. I think you'll like it a lot. Cool. I mean, you know, Harvey, if there was a like a category of movies that I would want to be assigned if I lost this game, it would be stuff like this. Just like stuff I should have seen, but I did. And you just give me a reason to like watch it, right? Because otherwise, like so much, I'm kind of confused. I don't know what to watch. So I'll just watch The Dirt on Netflix, right? <laughs> and that's not what I should be doing. I should be revisiting some of these these gems, but. Appreciate it. Cool. I'll watch that. Dude. Sunshine came out in 2007, too. God, but I watched it. Oh, such right. a good year. Wait, you know what? Who gave me Michael that Clayton? I did. Yeah, you gave me. I'm Sunshine was very good. Sunshine. Oh, Michael Clayton is very good as well. Yeah. I watched that the on Mist. the road. The Mist? The Mist. Diving Bell Frank and the Butterfly. Yeah, we Tone talked it. about that. You said Eastern Promises came out, too, right? Yeah. Um, there Will Be Blood. Oh, right. Into the Wild. Dude, fuck, you're so right. Best 2007 was an incredible Juno. year. I mean, the year before that was The Departed. I was going to say yeah, The Departed. 310 to Yuma. So Didn't good. like uh, Slumdog Millionaire too, right? Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah. It was a good year. Yeah, what happened, man? That was like right before Marvel started raping the industry. Yeah, dude. Gone Baby Gone. One of my favorite noirs. Fucking yes, came out to Very, very, very good, good movie, yeah. Paranormal Activity came out that year. That's what started it all. That was the downfall. <laughs> Once they made Paranormal Activity 14, it was just like... Did we all? I remember when you? I remember when I first first met you? You were talking about that fucking movie, man, and you hated it. I did hate it. I didn't appreciate its uh, ambition. I kind of liked it actually. I just didn't like. I was a contrarian, and I didn't like the fact that people were scared at footsteps for ninety minutes, then one yeah. big scare at the end. It took uh, like found footage movies like to a whole different fucking uh, level. Yeah. Yeah, I've never Ocean's seen that. 13. Ocean's Thirteen, yeah, very great. I have no context for that movie. I don't know. Have you seen Eleven? Huh? You seen Ocean's Eleven? Yeah, that's the one with the what's his face. What? Have you not seen it? Do I need to assign you that shit? What the Ocean's franchise? Yeah, I've seen. It. You I've haven't seen Thirteen? I haven't seen Thirteen. Thirteen, well, Twelve is not worth watching, but Fracture. Thirteen, Fracture. oh Fracture, I have it on a DVD. Oh wait, no, I sold it. <laughs> Fucking DVD. I sold it. I sold it. 
All right, let's uh, let's pop out of here, guys. Thank you for listening to our very long episode on Avengers Endgame. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, uh, hop in on our YouTube channel. Um, I think we should make a page, uh, maybe on our website, maybe right. So we'll, we'll, maybe we'll get like videos. I was up thinking on about website. that today, actually. I was I was thinking about how to uh, how to like format that, but yeah, we should, we'll do that. Yeah, something like that, so you can find everything we need. Uh, at the very least, we'll link our YouTube channel on dotherightfilm.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And uh, we are uh, looking forward to next week. What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, well, we're doing, the, we're doing the, 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 run up, the runner up. The runner up? No, it's not. The long shot. Long, long shot. shot. <laughs> What's wrong? Leave us a review on uh, iTunes or. Yes, uh, if you did like this episode, you know. It's the end of the Avengers saga, um, so why don't you celebrate I mean, for by now. leaving us a review. Gonna, the Spider-Man movie is going to start building up to the next one, though. Oh, Jesus. All right. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, it's been a pleasure to talk about Avengers with you. Sorry if, I, if we shit on it too much. Um, I actually really liked it, but... Uh, Steve, what do we need? Catch me. Down, there's no way around.